Today's podcast, as always, is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargirl. Wolfman's got nards. Killer mommy. Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. Star Child. We were actually able to pull down an interview. Hi, this is Larry Sprinkle. This is Bill Mosley. I'm Linnea. And you are listening to the Hello, and once again, welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined with my good friend Will, and the professor himself, Smoke. Hello, hello. And we are here to celebrate our second anniversary. Can you believe it, guys? We've made it two whole years of the Spook Show. Yay! We're almost out of diapers. (laughs) We're getting close. We're still shitting ourselves, but we're... We still, Every once in a while, we pee the potty. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it's been uh, a pretty good uh, second year here on the Spook Show. We definitely did a handful more episodes this year. We were able to do some extra stuff than we normally did, and we kind of broke new ground on the show with like we actually had an interview, and we've had a few special guests. We are growing uh, slowly but surely. We're taking those uh, those toddler steps. Hopefully, you know, going into our third year now, you know, we can continue to improve and add new content on YouTube, more episodes, and now that we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash Show, we can get some uh, extra episodes in, you know, if, if you uh, subscribe to that over there. And if you go subscribe to that, to that uh, I think Brian said he would do anything. <laughs> Doesn't matter what price you pay. Any well, it depends. You gotta, you gotta dole out the big bucks, huh? <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, we have, uh, I think, four different tiers, and uh, the lowest one, I think it was like $3 a month, something like that, so it's next to nothing. I mean, like what, that's the price you'd pay for a cup of coffee at Starbucks. That's probably less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. You get some pretty cool bonus stuff, but yeah, I think we we should start like a 50-cent level, and that's the one where uh, the professor <laughs> will come and do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was at one of those levels when I was setting it up. Will, I volunteered you to come over and make somebody a sandwich. But, I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was like the $1,000 a month level or something like that. So I figured you could uh, devote some time to making a sandwich for, for $1,000 a month. But yeah, I, unless we get some mysterious, weird benefactor, I don't see anybody uh, doing that one anytime soon. But go over to patreon.com slash show and help support the cause. We're Like I said, we're growing leaps and bounds and... Uh, Every little bit helps, you know, if you could go on there and if you enjoy the show, help us out, you know, and, and go over to Tee Public too, where we, we sell uh, t-shirts and face masks and, and other stuff that they throw the, the our designs and, and the logo on. That will help support the show too. So um, anything to keep us going for another year and beyond will uh, surely be appreciated by all of us. Where's that muscly arm spook show boy? <laughs> we need a mysterious <laughs> benefactor, please. 
<laughs> if you want the audio to sound better. Daddy's got bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if, if you've been a fan, you know, for the, for the two years that we've been in existence at all, or if you just listened to last year's uh, an, uh, anniversary episode or not, whatever, we'll, we'll explain what we're about to do. We basically kind of uh, take a, a trip through the past year and we go episode by episode and, you know, we kind of play some funny clips and stuff like that. Some things that happened along the way. And we, it's also a, an opportunity for us to re-rate some of the movies or all of the movies that we've seen over the past year. So basically episode 19 last year was our anniversary, our first anniversary Halloween Spectacular episode since uh, it's been exactly one year. This will be our second anniversary Halloween Spectacular and we start at episode 20 from last year. So basically from episode 20 to 43. We'll go back and discuss them. You know, we don't really take the deep dive. I mean, if you want the deep dive in, on those movies and those episodes, go find them in the archives. But we just kind of talk about the movie a little bit, play some clips, and then we have a chance to re-rate. So, and we do our five-star rating, you know, zero through five being, you know, worst to best. And uh, we have a chance to either go up or down on those um, with each one. All right, so we begin, like I said, at episode 20 where we talked about the 1981 movie. I, I don't even know how to frame it. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it was our first thanks, attempt at a Thanksgiving movie. It was Home Sweet Home from 1981. We talked about having to take like a deep dive just finding Thanksgiving movies because there's not really a lot of really good uh, horror Thanksgiving movies. So this was kind of like, you know, well, we're going to start off kind of low and work our way up to what some consider some of the better ones, you know, years down the line. Of course, now, what, what a doozy to open our first episode of this new season off with. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell, who the hell referred this? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I think that might have been you, but I'm not going to name any names. So I'll start off here playing a clip, you know, before we get into the re-ratings part. This, this first part here was kind of a, 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 a we were talking about the, the video nasty confiscation of, uh, of certain uh, uh, movies and stuff back in the, what was that, in the 70s and 80s smoke that they did that like in, in the UK? And uh, kind of the same uh, In the 80s, yeah, basically with the advent of uh, VHS. And you yeah, started filling the shops with uh, all sorts of sundry movies and whatnot. That's when the, in the UK anyways, yeah, the video nasties took off. I guess that would have been, I, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure the year right now, but I'd have to say it was about 84, 85 maybe somewhere in there. And we were discussing how this was one of the ones that kind of got caught up in the panic. So uh, here's a clip uh, from home, the Home Sweet Home, episode 20. Uh, it was seized and confiscated in the UK under Section 3 of the Obscene Publications Act of 1959, once again during the video nasty panic. So I thought that was a little interesting footnote that they found this <laughs> yeah, that, one. That, is. You know, considering how almost bloodless it is, which is just weird. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I think they were trying to take mercy on people's viewing habits. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> this was for a different type you of obscenity. You don't want to <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not gory, it's just bad. Just, no, let's just confiscate it and find it if they have it. I mean, there's no need to put people through this. <laughs> this might drive them mad. Make them do PCP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is an ad for uh, pro-PCP. <laughs> you know, maybe that's that's the mistake. We we need, all need to do PCP and then watch this <laughs> watch movie. This movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should have been shooting up PCP in, uh, under our tongues with dirty needles. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, <laughs> so apparently uh, we came to the conclusion that this was a pro-PCP ad, this whole movie. Uh, it makes you want to do hard drugs. 
as you watch it. This is PCP, and we support this message. <laughs> Brought to you by, uh, what, what's the guy's name that was in this? Jake? Uh, Body by Jake? Uh, the... Body by Jake. Yeah. <laughs> PCP. Like, Body by Jake. <laughs> so that's how he was able PCP to do all those workouts. By local, local drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there was another funny mo uh, moment that we pointed out where apparently in this movie they had a little obsession with a certain uh, food item found on the Thanksgiving table. So here's the clip. Did anyone else notice the obsession with peas in this movie? Yeah. Like, you gotta cook the peas. Where's the peas? Like, so, for, at first they're frantic to find the peas. I guess they eventually find the peas, and now we gotta cook the peas. Get the generator on so we can cook the peas. And then when they sit down to eat, like, anybody want peas? Like, they just mention it over and over again. <laughs> then the little girl has to use the bathroom, I'm assuming. I gotta go pee. She's gotta go pee. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, they apparently they had an unnatural obsession with peas in this movie. I had forgot about that when <laughs> when I went back to pull these clips. I was like, oh my god, how annoying that was in this movie with the fucking peas. And they kept asking that little girl if she wanted a plate of peas, even though like no nobody was sitting down and eating this Thanksgiving meal. They just <laughs> they just wanted to talk about the damn peas. Did y'all have any fond memories of this movie? Watching this movie? No. <laughs> Memories, yes. Fun, no. Uh, some of mine would be uh, just, uh, it would have to be the body by Jake, dude. Jake, I can't even remember the guy's last name right now. <laughs> but it, does, it doesn't matter. Jake I don't think he knows. His, uh, his whole intro scene of <laughs> the whole PCP shooting scene, the guy, wouldn't he rip somebody out of the car at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, right out the gate, he uh, just pulls some dude out and like yeah. throttles him to death while he's, while he's doing and, that maniacal <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's totally shitty tattoo that said "Home Sweet Home." You yeah. know, like a hand, like I said, it's like a hand stamp. They yeah. just made a stamp. <laughs> yeah, I think we've alluded to that in a handful of other episodes since then. Oh yeah. Uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll get into the re-ratings part. So, Will, when we did this a year ago, you rated this at a half a star. Is it possible for you to go any lower? Do you want to? Do you want to rate it higher? Where are you at? I'm gonna stand firm with that half. <laughs> I figured, I mean, you you could give it a quarter, I guess, but... As a matter of fact, I think in that episode I went, I'll give it a five. What? <laughs> Point five. <laughs> well, at least, well, well, at least it's better than a quarter, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, professor, you gave it one and a half stars, so what do you say now? Up, down, where are you at? Uh, I, I think I'm going to hold at one and a half. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible movie, but it's got a certain amount of entertainment value. I mean, I can, I can watch it, not certainly not every Thanksgiving, but... Once every maybe five years or so. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, it's got, you get that uh, that five year taste out of your mouth, and then you can. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get a craving for. Uh, well, no, that's not. I was gonna say you get Ugh. a craving for Jake. Not right. Yeah. Not right. Yeah, I just can't wait to sit down and watch <laughs> that uh, twenty minutes of him chasing those women around in the in the in the forest for uh, for her to like fall down and gently hit her head on a rock. <laughs> yeah. I can't oh, wait. Oh shit! I forgot about what was what was the the car scene? Wasn't there a scene? There was a scene where he slammed somebody in the car hood or something. Yeah, the dudes in there. The dude that they were looking under the hood trying to the, fix the car. Or the something dude that's the apparently like the patriarch of the family and has the money. He's over there stealing batteries <laughs> out of uh, broken down cars on the side <laughs> that's of the what road. It was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I got to hold it a hunt one and a half. I, I keep thinking of it. You know, it makes me want to go, almost go back and watch it again. Oh god. You know uh, what I I uh, suggest to you and to our uh, Spook Show fans. Don't go watch the movie. Just listen to this episode because you'll probably have far more enjoyment out of it. Listen to us talk about it. It's much funnier. I gave it one star. I'm going to hold. I think we're just going to hold across the board here. I, I, 
I see no reason to necessarily go down, but I don't definitely don't see any reason to go up. But I'm sure that's not the death of that sh- uh, movie. It will come back to haunt us every once in a while when we mention it. So we move on to episode 21, where we entered the Christmas season. We actually watched two Christmas movies last year, and this was the first one, episode 21, Rare Exports from 2010. Which, uh, it was like a, what was it, like a Swedish, not not Swedish, was it Finnish? Something like that, right? I, I can't exactly Finnish, remember. Yeah, Finnish. Finnish movie, yeah. Really, the, uh, I mean, like, I, I think we I think we fairly enjoyed the movie, and we'll get into the ratings here in a second, but there was one thing in particular that kind of stuck out in that movie, and if you've ever watched it... Oh my God, I bet so. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever watched it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about, and we're talking about the creepy elves that are in this movie, so uh, here's, a, here's a couple of clips except it's creepy old elves, right? <laughs> but then by the time they get but to... naked old white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd hear butt naked old white dudes today, but... <laughs> you win Here the... That, that, was a, that was an interesting casting call that they... <laughs> yeah, we need, we need skinny <laughs> dudes. corners of Lapland. <laughs> we need skinny, uh, really old, skinny, Santa Claus-ish... Uh, dudes that don't mind getting naked, uh, <laughs> and it's not a porno. I promise you, it's not a porno. Oh, oh, oh that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> you could technically sit down and watch this with your kid if you wanted to. I mean, there's nothing, nothing extreme in this movie, right? You know, so. Oh, well, except for maybe a little bit of the full frontal male genitalia. <laughs> well, <the> Jesus <laughs> elves. But Josh wasn't against that, apparently. So. No, no, no. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of movies you guys show your kids, but uh. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Y'all kind of caught me uh, red-handed on the old uh, <laughs> showing my kids the uh, full frontal old man nudity from uh, <laughs> Rare Exports. <laughs> hey, come here, kids. We got this new uh, Finnish uh, Christmas movie. We're gonna make part of the. <laughs> I haven't seen this in a few years, but my recollection is that it should be A-OK for y'all to watch. <laughs> Until you get about 45 minutes in. Holy shit, what have I done? Uh, yeah. So those were good times. Um, as far as our ratings on this, Will, you gave it two stars. I think I'm, I think I'm sticking. Professor, you gave it three stars. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm still... So that was the, I think that was maybe the third time I'd seen it. Pretty set with that three. I gave it two stars. Yeah, I think I'll hold. So uh, I know this isn't uh, extremely entertaining so far, <laughs> as, far <laughs> as far as the re-ratings are concerned, but I mean, it is what it is, right? Like uh, my recollection. I, I don't know, man. Uh, the the, uh, the phrases you're using for this movie in particular are kind of interesting. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hold, huh? <laughs> well, look, I, I enjoy it. You, you, so you don't want to, you don't want to go down, do you? <laughs> yeah. No, no, of course not. I just want to hold it. You want to rise up? I want to hold it steady. That's all. And, uh, At a medium pace. <laughs> uh, before we move on to episode 22, do y'all remember having any like fond memories of uh, anything that sticks out when you're, ta- <laughs> when you're talking about rare exports? Uh, I don't know. It's all I could do to keep from laughing during that uh, the segment you played back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I was trying to hold it back till we wait till we got back out of that segment. Yeah, <laughs> and then let no, loose. I think it's stuck out to to me in this movie is like you sit there waiting for the big reveal and it just never happens. What? Oh, oh, you talking about uh, the Krampus or whatever the hell? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The yeah. Sand, when they were melting yeah. them from the block of ice and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 That is the one. I guess they just didn't. Money just wasn't there for that part. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, you do. You are kind of waiting for that moment, and you don't. You don't really. 
you don't get it. Yeah, I think for sure if you'd have got that, we probably would have rated all of us would have rated that movie slightly higher than we did. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us hated it. You know, I, actually, I was kind of, if I recall, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by the movie. Like, uh, it was a little really? bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, parts? <laughs> Well, I mean, not I think so much the, not not so much the top, not so much the bottom. It was right there in the middle. <laughs> I think the elves really held it strong, you know. <laughs> I think they were kind of the glue, the sticky, sticky glue. All right. Anyways, uh, let's move on to episode twenty-two. We stay in the Christmas season, but we uh, improved the movie uh, line a whole lot more here when we watched. Black Christmas, the original from 1974. As I as I go through the old archives here, this is actually the uh, believe it or not, this is the oldest movie that we've talked about or reviewed to date. Now we did hmm. talk we did talk uh, Jaws and Black or not Black. Um, I want to say Black Rain, not that movie, The Devil's Rain. They came out around the same time in like the summer of 1975. But this came out like uh, you know what, mid to late 74 or whatever. Well, I guess maybe it was around Christmas of 74. So. This is actually the uh, oldest movie that we've talked about to date, believe it or not. So uh, I guess maybe that'll be uh, one of the things we need to strive for um, here in the next calendar year is to uh, watch some older, a couple of older flicks. Oh, yeah. There's tons of stuff. I mean, tons and tons of stuff we haven't even... We've barely scratched the surface here, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show, but, I mean, what, what, what episode are we up to now? This is... I mean, not counting this episode, well, the but current, the one before this well, was... The, currently, before. this is... As we are talking, this is episode 44. So in all those, we've never... Yeah, talked, that's... Any older than, touching the, not even touching the surface really yeah. no no and of course like we did we did a little less the first year than we have this second year so we've ramped it up like i said earlier but um hopefully we can do even more this year and uh and get to some older movies and everything like we said so i didn't i didn't really find i mean like it, it's a good episode to go back and listen to there's definitely some funny moments and stuff but i didn't really pull any particular clips for this one were there any uh before we get into the re-rates were there any uh things that kind of stick out in your mind when you think about black christmas from 74 will just the fact that you never really you know see the the killer in this one you know it's kind of unique to you know just a handful of movies i think yeah anytime i think about this one it just makes me kind of want to go back and watch it again like it was it was really well done yeah. and and just kind of that like you said that cliffhanger at the end and the direness of it all like uh it's kind of appealing this is definitely on my uh my christmas list now as far as uh horror movies are concerned smoke what about you any anything stick out uh yeah well <laughs> That that call the crank the crank call thing. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely it sticks out for various reasons. For like, wow, that's like this is very uh, pretty risque even for this movie for that time period. Oh yeah, no doubt. Just some just some and then the fact of the body up in the attic that's still up in the attic. Yeah, you know? yeah. At the, at the very end. Now, well, I should I yeah. should point out like which I haven't talked about this episode, and if you haven't listened to us at all until now. We are a spoiler podcast. Anything from here on in, just just fair warning, we are going to spoil it. So, you know, if you want a deeper review, go back and listen to the, these particular episodes in the archives. But we are going to give certain uh, aspects of the plots away. But in this one, like at the very end where they look up in the attic and and uh, the bodies are still up there. But the, but the room is still well lit. So all the cops would have to do is just look up. And, <laughs> yes. and they'd see a damn body sitting in the window. <laughs> But nope, nope, they just left them up there. Give that, like, bleak ending kind of a uh, somber type ending, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good stuff, man. Highly recommend it. Mm. And I think that's reflected in our, our, our ratings here. Will, you gave it two and three-quarter stars. I think I bumped this one up to a three. You know, like, like having sat on it for a while, 
you know, this one is definitely like a precursor to a, a lot of movies that I felt like, you know, like glean stuff off of it, especially like say in the late nineties, early two thousands. So yeah, I'll bump it up a little. Smoke, you gave it three and a half stars. Well, I mean, I've seen this movie plenty of times. I don't even know why. I mean, I should have gone up a little bit further. Now I think I'm going to go up to three and three quarter on it. I mean, I don't know why I went with three and a half. It's really deserving of more than that. I gave it three stars. I'm going to hold there. I think that's, you know, more than fair for this one. Maybe one day, you know, I'll sit down and watch it again, and I might bump it up a little bit. I could definitely see where it would uh, deserve it. But I really enjoyed it, and I, and I look back on it, you know, like like I said, I'd really like to sit down and watch it again. So on to episode 23, we, we, we definitely came a little more current uh, with 2019's Brightburn, which was kind of a, a superhero horror movie, which, which is definitely... Uh, somewhat original in, in, in as far as genre is concerned. There's not many of these types of movies out there, but I, I think the results are pretty good. Once again, I didn't really pull any particular clips from it, but I definitely recommend going back and listening to it. Will, you gave it four stars. Yeah, I'm going to stay there. I, I really enjoyed the movie. You know, it was a really good origin. And I guess the biggest thing I'm disappointed with is that they acted like they were going to build upon this universe and nothing's happened since. I'm sure uh, the pandemic has, hasn't helped anything, including this. So I'm sure any movement on any more to this has probably been slowed down by that. I would imagine you'd have to think at some point you'd see some more from this eventually. Like even if it takes a few years, you know. I'm sure as it as time passes and it gets more of a cult kind of following, then uh, they might follow up. It, it's probably hurt by the fact that uh, James Gunn produced it and that was kind of his baby and now he's doing all the... Uh marvel and dc stuff yeah smoke you gave it three and a quarter star uh, i think i'm gonna i guess i'll hold it three and a quarter i really enjoy this one too saw uh, it in the theater and uh oh, i guess i've seen it twice now maybe three times actually i'm, I'm gonna hold it three and a quarter myself I, I i gave it three and a half i'm gonna hold there but i've only still only seen it the one time so i would like to sit down and watch this again but for now i think three and a half was fair i really enjoyed it when we watched it and i probably enjoy it even more when i sit down and watch it again so I think that's more than fair. So we're all about the same. I think we all really enjoyed it, and we definitely recommend going and checking that out. So we move on to episode 24. I think this was kind of a first as far as, like, this was a movie that all three of us had not watched, and really we had not even heard of it somehow from 1980. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. It's just weird to me Yeah, from <laughs> that, it, that escaped all three of us that way. From 1986, Never Too Young to Die. Now, it's also kind of, this episode's kind of unique because it's also not a horror movie, right? Like, this is probably one of, if not the only time, we've really done something that no one would consider a horror movie. This is more of a 80s action cult kind of movie. Not kind of, it is. You know, <laughs> There's nothing horror about this unless you're horrified by some of the things you saw in it. But that's for different reasons. Now, this this episode was awesome, by the way. Just going back and listening to it. I, could, I, I, I don't think I could recommend enough you going back and searching out episode 24, Never Too Young to Die. And also highly recommend you go and watch this movie um, either before or after you listen to the show, whatever. In whatever order you decide to do it in, you need to watch this movie and you need to listen to this episode because it was hilarious. Uh, I did manage to pull a few clips because I, I thought these there were some... And these aren't even like... These are just some of the better moments, I guess, or some of the moments that stuck out to me. But there's tons of uh, really good moments from this episode that you need to go listen to yourself. But uh, here's one right here. This is... This is right from the very beginning, you know, when we start talking about the actual movie itself. This is a clip from where we were talking about the very beginning of the movie. So you kind of know what you're in for when you when you hit play and you start watching this movie. So here you go. Ragnar up on top, like up, up on like a pedestal or something. He's kind of over everybody. And he says, my little turd balls. Dean <laughs> <laughs> Simmons' first line in the movie. Yeah, right? and I'm pretty sure it's the first line of the movie. I'm like, well, here we go. 
thousand miles an hour. So you are definitely off to the races as soon as you start watching this movie. <laughs> you got Gene Simmons in like full drag, standing up on top of like a a, a trash heap in a junkyard or something, saying yelling some, out. Some scriptwriter said, "You know what we need to do? We need to open this with go ahead and deliver the line." My little turd balls. <laughs> and then like I think like the crowd, genius. The, the crowd, like the, the crowd of like uh, Mad Max wannabes that they have in, in his group here, they all start chanting turd. <laughs> After he says that, Yeah, yeah, we are, all right. Turd, turd, turd. <laughs> Excuse what's, me, director, what's my what's my uh my point in this? <laughs> oh, you're just a turd. Yeah. Okay. I, all right. I will fully embrace it. Thank you, sir. And uh, also, we kind of in the next clip here, I'm about to play. We also kind of speak to the to the roles of some of these guys in this movie. So here, take a listen. It's still 1986, but like th this little gang <laughs> likes to pretend they're in Thunderdome, and that's just how they live life. <laughs> I'm guessing the way this started was Ragnar was like, "Hey, man, y'all see that movie Thunderdome?" Man, yeah, that thing's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we, we should, should cosplay that. <laughs> we should cosplay that. All right, when do you want to do it? Every day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when, when do we meet? All the time. <laughs> do we brush our teeth? Never. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a pretty apt description to these. Uh, to the, I guess that was just all the rage at the time, right? Like the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome type stuff going on with the... Uh, the post-apocalyptic uh, landscape. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you just had it popping up in movies, like Weird Science. I mean, the end of Weird Science. Yeah. It's just... There's always some motorcycle yeah. mutant or some shit in every other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> movie from, like, what, 1981 to 1986, somewhere around that range. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, God, I don't know how many... There's a whole genre to itself from Italy, from Spain, from, like, just about every country contributed to that whole... Uh, post-apocalyptic, post-nuke, whatever you want to call it, subgenre. Well, probably we, thousands of movies. I, I wouldn't, that's probably a conservative estimate. All right, so in this next clip that I pulled, uh, this is kind of the, one of the, well, it basically is the first time that we get one of the, the catchphrases uh, from this movie that we, we uh, have made a t-shirt out of and, uh, and we quote nonstop on, like, on uh, episodes afterwards. So here's pretty much the first time you hear it uh, on the Spook Show. So here you go. The part that I'm thinking is, uh, it's just like, all right, yeah, here you go. Stargrove! Yeah. <laughs> Try to get a reaction out of him. In the back of the and then he doesn't something. react at all. <laughs> Does that name mean something to me? <laughs> Stargrove! <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Josh! that. Josh! Uh, no, uh, oh, shit. I got Chicken's you. Up. I got you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so there you go. That's the origins of the old, uh, of the old catchphrase from the movie. Did did anybody catch what what that was? Was it Stargrove? Stargrove? No, no, <laughs> no. That's not right. I mean, it kind of sounds right, but that's not right. Estrasa? Ah, yeah. No, no, I don't understand. Estrasa. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I'll take you there. You you dummy. <laughs> um. All right. So the, so for this last clip that I pulled from uh, Never Too Young to Die. Uh, you're getting towards the end of the movie here, and this is a fight between uh, uh, Stargrove and Velvet Von Ragnar, and uh, something happens during this fight that uh, uh, you just you have to see to believe. But here we are talking about it. 
but they're fighting and roll around on the ground and then uh uh ragnar's boobs fall out. <laughs> or his like chest comes out like, he, he doesn't really have he didn't really have boobs per se he's just a dude wearing like women's clothes but like his chest <laughs> falls out of the thing right lance bites his tit <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of the skirmish. We, we, now, now, how does John Stamos just say? We, we actually had to rewind that scene. <laughs> oh, I did we too. To see if it was a body double there or, if it, or what was that, you know? I did too because they zoomed in. You see, like, his chest fall out of that little, you know, outfit he's wearing. Yeah. And then he bites him, or it looks like he bites him, and then he screams. I'm like, wait a minute. Did he just bite Ragnar's tits? <laughs> and then, yep, sure enough, that's what happened when I rewound it. See, doing the deep research for you, for you uh, Spook Show listeners, we, I had to watch this multiple times. This is one scene, but it, just, but it was just for you guys. Trust me. Right. So you can see, like, uh, I, I make sure to do the deep research for uh, the Spook Show. Clearly, you can see a running theme here from uh, Rare Exports to Never Too Young to Die. That I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. You know what I'm saying? Stargrove? <laughs> mm. mm. <laughs> Stargrove! <laughs> Josh? <laughs> what? Stargrove? Oh, no. <laughs> Stargrove. <laughs> that might be the next shirt. If the if the Stargrove <laughs> shirt ever really takes off, the next one is Stargrove, and it's just got two hands on it. Now, toward the end of this episode, uh, we actually, uh, I should note, uh, if you ever go back and listen to this, we actually tease, you know, at, at the end of each episode, we always te- tease what the next episode is going to be. Uh, at the end of this one, we actually teased that the next episode, which would have been 25, was going to be My Bloody Valentine, you know, the original. And uh, all three of our wives were going to come on. You know, it was going to kind of be a celebration of Valentine's Day. We're going to have our wives and everything. But, of course, as always, life gets in the way, and we weren't able to do it because, you know, we all of us had other things going on, and we all just couldn't get on the same page at the same time, so it didn't happen. So if you ever listen to that and then wonder where the hell the My Bloody Valentine episode is, then uh, that's what happened. It just never happened. But... Maybe we can get around to it in uh, 2021. Who knows? So, uh, do you have? Do you guys have any other fond memories of Never Too Young to Die before we uh, get into the re-rating here? Uh, that that whole episode <laughs> definitely worth uh, going back to check out if if anybody out there listening hasn't checked it out yet. Once yeah, again, that was one of the one of the most enjoyable episodes probably that we've recorded. I mean, as far as just you know having fun with it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, of course, there's street shots too. If you want to go back to an even more classic. You know. <laughs> A more vintage uh, first season of Spook Show. <laughs> yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, I think that was episode seven off the top of my head um, for Street Trash, and that's definitely a classic too. But and there's been a few really good episodes. I mean, not I mean every episode I think mm-hmm. is good in its oh, own yeah. way. I just mean that like some of them stand yeah, out. Yeah. Some of them stand out for other reasons, and this is definitely one of them. <laughs> it's um, usually the content of the movie that really yeah yeah lends itself to ridicule or to whatever you know. <laughs> this, this one is nothing but pure ridicule. This entire movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So for this one, Will, you gave it two and a half stars. Uh, I think I'm gonna stay at two and a half stars. Uh, it's definitely worth watching, and especially if you like jumping on trampolines. <laughs> especially <laughs> if you're heavy into gymnastics and having other people do the gymnastics for you, and you put on a wig. <laughs> Smoke, you gave it three stars. Yeah, but I'm sticking with the three. It's and actually just us talking about it now has made me want to go back and watch it again. And oh yeah, well, another thing that was, that did stick out in my mind was that what would you call it? Uh, that love scene, the love scene, my <laughs> montage love scene. I can't even remember the gist of it. But didn't it involve a water hose and a no? Uh, what was? Yeah, I yep. forget what it was. What was I, that? She was. Uh, it was Vanity, right? That was in that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's standing over there, like basically trying to seduce Stargrove, and then like for whatever reason he won't act on it. <laughs> He's sitting there yes. eating like apple after after uh, apple. Just <laughs> he won't go over there and yes. just and just make love. No, he's just got to avoid it at all costs for some reason. <laughs> and, and like a good portion of this movie wasn't shot, what I would say, with the most quality, except for this scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. When right. they, when they finally got down to the love making, all of a sudden, like they had a uh, hundred million dollar budget. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure we get the right filters on that camera. Yeah. <laughs> Lighting just right. <laughs> we need angles. Angles everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Take sixty nine. <laughs> um, I gave it two and a half stars. I'm going to stay there. I mean, I don't think there's any real reason to lower it or go any higher with it. But like, I'm just like smoke when I when I listen back to this episode. Uh, you know, to pull clips and everything. It definitely made me want to sit down and watch the movie again. All right, so moving on to episode 25. It's kind of a, a, a special episode in itself, right, as far as the 25th episode. Uh, we finished up the uh, Firefly trilogy of Rob Zombies, and we watched Three from Hell from 2019. Once again, this is another episode where there, there were a lot of, uh, of good moments. Uh, I think we uh, did a pretty good job of talking about this one and kind of the background information and everything. And like I said, we were finishing up the Firefly trilogy here. So we, in the first year, we had already watched uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. And this was, I believe this was the first time you guys had watched this, right? When we when we did it for the show? Mm-hmm. For me, yep. yeah. yeah. This ended up being a Fathom event, so it wasn't like a wide release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this was the first time y'all had watched it. And I, and I had actually went and saw this at the Fathom event or whatever. So I'd seen it once before this. But there was one <laughs> pretty funny clip that I pulled. It's about like uh, kind of a... An alternative, uh, not necessarily an, an alternative, I guess kind of an alternative ending, but a different, it's kind of a pitch for a different approach on how they, sh- on what we thought, how they should have uh, done this movie. So here's the clip. I guess there's really no explanation needed, I guess. Just just, just yeah, realize that they survived and just get over it and move on, you know. <laughs> it's the only way they could do it, unless that whole, unless, you know, unless he did the Dallas thing and made that whole ending scene a dream sequence of somebody, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh God. No, it's like the uh, Bob Newhart. <laughs> You know where he at the end of at the end of the New Heart show he wakes up and he's in bed with his wife from the original New Heart show and yeah, yeah. yeah. what the whole show was a dream what the it was just Cat Spalding wakes up and he's you know that the girl's laying on top of him against the double rejects and yeah. that would be awesome it's like, everything oh. that happened from that time that he he's laying in bed to to this movie has all been a lie yeah yeah. Yeah, oh, that would have been cool, right? No, yeah. that would. Well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> we could live that all again. It wouldn't be too bad, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a pretty good, uh, solid concept. <laughs> Were there any uh, moments that you can remember from the movie or from this episode, off the top of your head, that you want to talk about before we get into the ratings? Will? Uh, just really made me miss uh, Captain Spaulding in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So sit once again, Sid Haig uh, passed like. Basically, right around the uh, right before I think this movie actually finally got released, but um, he was still pretty pretty ill when they made this movie like the year prior, and like he's barely in it. Like he he has a very small uh, role. You know, he's only in it for like the first five or ten minutes of the movie, and that's it. So Sid Haig was definitely missed in this movie for sure. Yeah, it just made me uh, it definitely made me think of uh, Sid and and uh, the times that like I think I met him twice at uh, two different conventions, and one was at a. Uh, it was uh, one of the Mad Monster parties, whichever one they had in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where he was. Sid was bartending at it. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember that. He was just him handing out drinks and everything, and just bullshitting with people and all that. It was a 
that was a great moment just, uh, you know, outside the convention. I mean, it was in the convention at the end of the night type thing, but it was outside of the context of, you know, everybody just walking up at the table and getting his autograph and stuff. It was, it was just bullshitting with everybody. Yeah. So that was, that was a very cool moment. So kind of more of a per- yeah, yeah, personal like moment. Definitely a somber kind of movie sort of, I mean, at that time I could watch it now maybe and watch it outside. Of that, Cause it had just passed not too long before. I mean, we watched that movie, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, well, we watched it. I think it was like January, but he had passed like right before the movie came out. So it was like, I think he passed yeah. in like, I think he, he passed away in like August or September. And then the movie came out yeah. like around September, October, something like that. But it wasn't until like, I think January or so that we watched it, but yeah. It wasn't too awfully long before that. I think the movie itself was really well done. They handled that. I think Rob Zombie handled that situation with Sid about as well as you could. And I think overall in our ratings here, which we're about to uh, go into, uh, I think it all reflects that. So, Will, you gave it four stars. No, I think I'm going to stay the same. I mean, I felt like it was a pretty good rating for that. Uh, And, you know, you can definitely see the evolution from House of a Thousand Corpses to, to Three from Hell, you know, like... Uh, Rob Zombie has definitely grown as a director. Professor, you gave it three and a half stars. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to stick with this, with three and a half as well. Myself, I gave it three and a half, so I think I'm going to hold there too. Re- definitely recommend you checking that out. And all three of those movies, really, the whole Firefly trilogy. If you haven't watched any of those, you should definitely go check them out. Uh, and they all have a different flavor, so. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> definitely. I think, too, the uh, Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell are, are similar but different. Um, House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses definitely stands out as something different but but good. In a good way, you know, not yeah. not in a bad way different, but just completely different from from the speed that he took those two movies. All right, so we move on to episode 26, and we uh, brought it back to the 90s. And we, and uh, I think we pointed out during this, uh, we haven't done a lot of 90s movies, so that's another thing that we need to kind of rectify. So it almost seems like we kind of flip back and forth between, like, more current movies to the 80s. Current movies to the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of been our, our rotation here uh, for the most part. So in 1993, we did Leprechaun. So uh, at the beginning of this one, this was kind of like at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak. So we kind of talk about that for a little bit, which is kind of a, a we're here at uh, Halloween 2020. This It all began for us like here in, in the world, really. But in the United States, it didn't hit. It kind of hit us hard until March of 2020. So this was kind of an interesting time capsule kind of moment, right, to look back on at this uh as we were talking about it, as it kind of first began and how it was affecting things for us and everything. But on to far less serious things, Leprechaun. So <laughs> this movie, <laughs> this movie, man, I, I pulled a couple clips and I butted them together because they were kind of related. And, it, and it's specific to one character in the movie. We kind of just end up calling him Ozzy, the slow adult. <laughs> um, so <laughs> these clips I, I butted together. Uh, just listen for like a minute or so here. These are pretty good. Here we go. You stopped short of saying this dude's retarded, but, uh... <laughs> he's not so bad, right? He's kind of like, you're, you know... He's, he's simple, I guess. <laughs> he says, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but the only... And the kid's I, always trying to get them to, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get you fixed, you know, after we get this money, this gold, you know, get you fixed, get your brain fixed. Yeah, then there's a line later in the movie, oh, you can't fix that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can't fix his brain. I know, but he doesn't know that. And they find like a bag of gold in the back of this like dilapidated old rusted truck out in the middle of the woods. So Ozzy's like, uh, I think you're supposed to bite on it uh, to see if it's real and then somehow manages to swallow the coin. (laughs) Which they conveniently don't show. Yeah, they don't show it happened, number one. Number two, it would probably choke him to death. But even if it doesn't, yeah, they, they definitely didn't show it. They didn't even get, like, a fake, like, chocolate coin. They're like, nope, nope. You know, it's just like, 
Oh, shit, I just swallowed it. Um, then, Here's a cutaway of the kid, and now I swallowed it. Yeah. <laughs> but they basically kind of agree not to say anything about finding the gold. Then it cuts back to... Great. Now, you forget that brain operation. If that doesn't come out in the next shit you take, you're going to have to spend that money on that. <laughs> We're going to have to fix your butthole now, Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, Ozzy needs uh, brain surgery and butthole surgery after... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> After swallowing that <laughs> leprechaun gold. Well, you know, all this time, you know, they, they were going to take that money and fix his brain. Well, he was just trying to take care of it himself. Yeah. Once again, an another funny episode. I mean, that if you've ever seen Leprechaun, you, you definitely need to go check it out. It's a comedy horror or horror comedy, however you want to phrase it, kind of movie. So it kind of lends itself to a handful of good laughs. So good episode, you know, pretty good movie. And our ratings kind of reflect that. Will, you gave it three stars. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. It, it was a good, fun movie. You know, I think people should watch it. Professor, you gave it three stars as well. Yep, I stick with that. That's it's a it's a solid one I've watched. You know, throughout the years, I don't know how many times I've seen it now, but I'm pretty set with the three. Uh, myself, I think I'm gonna. I gave it two and a half stars. I think I'm actually gonna bump it up uh, a little bit to uh, uh, two and three quarter. I know that's not an enormous jump, but you know, I, I think it deserves a, a little bit higher on the old scale because it's definitely uh, got a lot of entertainment value in it. And uh, it did spawn like eight, like seven or eight more movies, right? Something like that. <laughs> it's the it's the genesis of a uh, of a uh, uh, somewhat of a horror icon in the Leprechaun movies. So uh, yeah, I think for that I'm gonna bump Including up. Including the classic Leprechaun in the Hood, which we'll have to get to at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I think like I think we even said that during like you know what we don't have to watch all the other ones. Let's ju let's just jump to that next. So <laughs> maybe that'll be something we can get into next year. All right, so we move on uh, a little uh, a little more serious fare for the next episode, episode 27. We watched uh, 28 Days Later. Now, this was kind of our ironic twist on the old coronavirus pandemic, right? <laughs> was watching uh, 28 Days Later in the middle of this. But uh, I think it ended up being a pretty good episode uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. And we all definitely enjoyed it. I'll just go ahead and spoil the ratings. We we all three gave it the same rating. It was three and three quarter stars across the board. So you can think about what your re-rating is going to be. But I pulled, uh, I pulled a couple clips here. We were talking about like how they're, they're escaping the city. And then they find this like pristine grocery store. Uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, and, and then they kind of have like their own supermarket sweep moment. So uh, here's the clip. There would not have been a bunch of those. Like I seriously uh, doubt there would have been some open. I mean, unopened Pepsi cans laying around that Pepsi machine either. Those would have been gone a long time ago too. Because it's because that guy mentioned it, and we'll get to it. That it hasn't rained since this happened either. You know. And, and now, <laughs> and now we can speak for sure that this is bullshit because we know the toilet paper would be gone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We know this movie's straight bullshit now. We've we've had a small taste. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is, this is tried and true now that we've been through a worldwide pandemic. That the first thing to go is toilet paper for some damn reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I guess also in the next movie we need to do is twenty eight weeks later. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which where there's really no toilet paper. Yeah. Well, that 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 actually opens us opens you up straight to the next clip, Smoke. Without you knowing what the next clip was, we actually toss out some ideas for what the next possible sequel should be. So here you go. Although, then like you I do said, the prequel twenty eight minutes later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All it is is him lying there naked, and he just doesn't get up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, that's when they do 28 seconds later, where it's just a shot of him butt naked laying there, and then that's it. <laughs> that's the prequel. It's a short film, you know, theatrical yeah. release and everything. 
Well, let's say you get down to that point. That's about all we'd want to see of it, anyways. You know. Like, all right, I don't I'm, know. You can speak for yourself. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing to say to that. <laughs> no, no clever response to dig me out of this hole that I've clearly found myself no, in. No, no, get you no. What? That's no. it. You know what? I retire. Oh. I quit. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's it for the All-American Spook Show. Hope you had fun, assholes. Peace. So I don't think that's the first time that I've been caught with my pants down, clearly. And uh, <laughs> it's also not the, the first or last time that I'll quit the show. So, <laughs> so yeah, there, there's our pitches for uh, possible sequels to 28 Days Later. But overall, yeah, we, we definitely uh, enjoyed this. Three and three quarter stars for all of us. So, Will, what, what, uh, what do you say now? Yeah, I must stay there. Uh uh, I, I love this movie. Uh, I, I've got a copy of it uh, that I that I keep physically, uh, but ultimately it doesn't add up to my my favorite uh, zombie movie, kind of that era, which is uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold steady. Smoke. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm holding as well. It's uh, I mean I love Danny Boyle's movies. I mean. In general, just going back to train spotting and oh yeah, I have to go, I have to keep it at what it is three and three and three quarters, right? I totally agree. I, I'm gonna hold there, like you said, Will. If you're comparing it directly to like something that came out around the same time, like that remake of Dawn of the Dead, it's not. It's definitely not as good as that. I think Danny Boyle did a great job in this movie, and I, I can't recommend it enough. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The management of this drive-in theater is happy to announce you can enjoy your favorite form of movie entertainment regardless of rain. No longer will it be necessary to let rain spoil your fun. Now you can keep your windshield clear and dry with a drizzle guard. Simply attach it to your windshield, and in a jiffy, you're enjoying the movie without constantly running your windshield wipers. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Like we talked about before, and I mean, I'm sure you've heard about Audible, like at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. All you have to do is go on there, sign up through that link. Um, they give you, they give it to you for free for a month. It gives you a credit. You can use that credit on any book. You can say, you know what, this isn't for me. Cancel it. That book that you bought with the credit, you get to keep it. So it's all, it's a win-win. It helps us out, and it, and it gives you a free book. So, uh, Will, you been listening to anything recently with Audible? A couple of years ago, I got a Ready Player One, uh, and I've listened to it already twice now, and I'm listening to it a third time. Uh, this time, uh, mainly just to kind of lead up to Ready Player Two, which I believe comes out at the end of November. So I'm kind of gearing up for that. But I mean, you know, it is one of the perks with this is uh, it's not that big of a deal to you know go through and reread a book. To get yours for free and to download your free audio book, go to audibletrial.com/spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com/spookshow for your free audio book. All right. So with all that out of the way, we'll move on to the next episode. The next one was episode 28 where we talked about another cult classic and another favorite of all of ours here on the Spook Show, The Monster Squad from 1987. Now, this was another one that had a, a lot of uh, great moments. And I should, I would definitely recommend you going and... If, if, number one, if you haven't seen The Monster Squad and you're listening to this, what the hell is wrong with you? But if not, we definitely recommend you going and checking it out. And also, go back and listen to episode 28 because this, this episode is hilarious. It's also one of our longest episodes... And one of our deepest dives as far as, like, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff and all that. The, uh, the episode is an hour and 55 minutes long. So 
our our episode on it is longer than the damn movie itself. Like the movie's only like an hour twenty, hour thirty, right? Something like that. That should tell you how deep of a conversation we had about wolf nards. Because like <laughs> it seems like at least thirty percent of this podcast is us talking about <laughs> wolf nards. We take a deep uh, dive. I think it's a legitimate question. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one that deserves a two hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also we just talk about some of the funny, you know, kind of funny moments in the movie and, uh, some other things that we point out. The first one here is <laughs> talking about how the, the old horror movie trope, a uh, kind of like of spelling names backwards. And then when you, you flip it back, you realize what the, uh, what it actually means. Um, so here's the first clip. Well, the one thing I take away from all this is that whenever I get a message, I should instantly try to spell that dude's name backwards just to see, just to make sure it's not Satan trying to call me or something, you know? The, Hello, it's, uh, it's Tannis? Not this. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell him I called. <laughs> Hello, this is Bob. Got you, bitch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. There's, there's sometimes when I read a name or something that doesn't quite sound right, I do look at it backwards. <laughs> I have the wrong set of instincts, apparently. I've just never. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think it comes from all these horror movies where things are, you just spell it backwards and it's, oh, it's so clear now. Yeah. You've listened, you've watched way too many horror movies and listened yeah. to way too many Aussie records. <laughs> so is that, is that true, Smoke? Do you, uh, <laughs> do you still uh, get a message and then sometimes spell it backwards just to make sure somebody's not coming for you? <laughs> Now, if I see a name, I, I will look at it sometimes. Back I mean, especially if it's uh, <laughs> if it's in context of a horror movie. There's too many Alucards out there, you know. There's yeah. a movie called Alucard. There's been a Count Alucarda, I think, in, a, in the movie as a character. There's <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch out for those Alucards. Like 99.9% of the time, it doesn't spell jack shit backwards, right? <laughs> yeah. That there's that a, one time, it's like, aha. That one time when it actually spells jack shit backwards, it's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> I think this is uh, this is the point where we probably need to do an intervention with Smoke, Josh. Yeah. Uh, I think he's dyslexic. I think this is the moment that we've finally come to the realization. That... <laughs> All right, here's another hilarious moment from uh, that episode. So, uh, there's not much I can do to set this one up. Just, uh, just know that this one's a pretty hilarious moment. Here we go. Ends up calling uh, Sean's dad at the police department. To, uh, warn because him. he knew his number. Yeah, <laughs> he calls him direct. He's got a direct line to this detective. <laughs> calls him and like, uh, I'm warning you, I'm I'm a wolf man, and <laughs> and Dracula's coming to take your kid. <laughs> and then just <laughs> and wolf's out right. And the then phone. yeah, wolf's out on the phone, like smashes the phone booth and runs off and howls at the moon. Because I mean, how would you react when you got that phone call? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the wolf man. <laughs> Dracula's coming for your kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only one way to react to that, and that's get like all the police department to come help you track down this man. Um, so yeah, uh, Eugene. Worth a shot, I guess. <laughs> he has a mighty big nards to pull that off. <laughs> it takes a fine set of nards to pull that off, but by God, Wolfman's got him. Um, <laughs> As you can see, that's, uh, that's another uh, one of those uh, moments where we we lean into the wolf nards there a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the wolf man and Dracula's coming for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you been what the fuck? <laughs> 
you wouldn't know where to, whether to freak out or laugh. You know, like somebody calls you. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's the Jerky Boys. Come listen. <laughs> well, whenever your girls get old enough that we're like, <laughs> they're out like going out, you know, like hanging with their friends or whatever. I'm going to call you and do that. <laughs> oh, I'm the wolf man. <laughs> Oh my god. And I'll hang up and go get my girls. Yeah. <laughs> and probably call the police on you. This episode also holds another special place because this is the first time we ever did the kill count and w- which has uh, kind of become Will's job or his task is to do the kill count and uh, the professor does the gore score, which is kind of an homage to uh the late Chaz Balin, right? Yeah, yeah, that's one of my probably my favorite call uh, journalists, I guess you horror journalist, the late great Chaz Balin and uh he used to do the Gore score in his magazine, Deep Red. He might have done it in Gore Zone, I can't remember, but he also had a Deep Red horror handbook. He would rate the movie. I think it was. I think he had a one to four score rating, and if it's really bad, he had a. a it was a bow wow. It was a dog. <laughs> so he must. He had to have gave uh, Home Sweet Home like a, hor- a horrible rating, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I got to go. After we get off this uh, podcast episode, I'm going to go look it up and see if. Uh, yeah. If he, if he did Home Sweet Home in here, and what, I'm pretty sure if he did do it and is in there, it probably is, I would assume it have Bow Wow as well as a pretty low gore score, too. He'll probably find, like, uh, he wrote, like, uh, by the way, people want me to review this. Fuck you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not reviewing this movie. <laughs> so the uh, first ever kill count was for Monster Squad, which, it, by the way, I should add, this is an odd movie to start the kill count and the gore score off with, right? <laughs> but yeah. The, kill, <laughs> the Monster Squad. But uh, the kill count will that came uh, that will came up with, and this one was eight. And Smoke, you gave a gore score of two. Those are probably about right. I mean, we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna yeah. re- re-rate those, but you know, I'll just mention them nah. uh, as we go along here. Well, before we uh, move into the ratings themselves, Will, do you have any other things to recall from uh, the Monster Squad episode? No, I just remember loving this movie as a kid. So I definitely wanted. Uh, I think I brought this movie up at least like three times. <laughs> uh, with us, like, kind of leading into it. <laughs> Probably more than three times. <laughs> you mentioned, well, we need to do the Monster Squad. I think it was almost like every other time we'd, like, we were going back and forth, like, so what do you guys want to do next, you know, before we'd record the episode? And you'd be like, oh, you want Monster Squad? No, 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 it's not time for that yet. Calm down, you know. <laughs> then we'd move on to something else. But, uh, smoke, anything that comes to mind for you? Uh, just a nostalgia of watching it countless times as a kid yeah yeah first discovered uh goonies and then after goonies i forget what year what the difference in years was it wasn't too long after or or the same year maybe even they came out not and we went into that in the deep dive in the episode about yeah. the similarities between it but i saw goonies first of course and then when i stumbled across monster squad already being a huge horror fan it was just like a win-win you know? <laughs> yeah this is straight up the goonies with monsters in it is what it is yeah um yeah. will you gave it three and three quarter stars what do you say now yeah i'm gonna hang there i mean like, like I said, I, I, I love this movie as a kid. I don't know that it necessarily holds up uh, to a uh, 40-year-old adult me, but <laughs> man, it was still fun to watch. Smoke, you gave it four stars. What do you say now? Um, yeah, I'm holding there at the four. It, uh, it holds up to, I mean, it still holds up. I've mean, I, I repeated viewings of this thing throughout the years since since I first saw it back then, and uh still enjoy it each time. So I'm going to hold with the four. Uh, myself, I gave it three and a half, and I think I'm going to hold there. If anything, our, our scores are probably a little higher than they should be just for nostalgia reasons, but you know, I think it's still fair. I mean, it's a very enjoyable movie. It's definitely an, an, a time capsule of 1987 for sure. So we move on to episode 29. The Conjuring 2, obviously far more serious fare. Another movie in the Conjuring universe. We've kind of been slowly 
meandering our way through the Conjuring universe. Uh, I think we've watched all up to this point. We've watched all but like the last couple that have come out. This episode also sticks out because it was the first time we had a guest. We actually had like a fourth co-host that episode. It was a good friend of mine that I, I've grown up with, a guy by the name of Donnie Richmond. Uh, Will, you've known him for a long time. Uh, I think we had a pretty good time with uh, you know having our first ever guest. Um, so this episode kind of sticks out for that. There's one little uh, funny thing that like we, we pointed out that was connected to the movie. So uh, listen to these. I, I, I butted a couple clips together. <laughs> this was pretty funny um, from the uh, from uh, episode 29 of Conjuring 2. Here we go. Shortly after, the hospital staff transferred his body to a bigger hospital so it could be appropriately examined. Neither the body or the vehicle arrived at the hospital and has, has, has not been seen since. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Now, that, that, you can't get hardly any more PR than that for this movie. <laughs> yeah, nothing after that. Either that or there's a curse on this story that no one will, uh... You know what, fuck it. <laughs> there could be some yeah, seedy ties going on there. We're like, you know what, we're just going to be quiet about this. This didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, you brought it up, so let's hope you don't disappear now. <laughs> don't look into it any further. <laughs> I knew we lost somebody. Will. My God, Will, where are you? <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> he had to say something about that missing dude in India, didn't he? Damn it. We've already cursed this podcast. Now we it went from the missing guy in India, Eskimo thing. Now God, we're doomed. Yeah. We're well, Josh brought that one up, so I think we're okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll see you in hell. <laughs> So, yeah, we were talking about, like, uh, I guess I didn't quite properly set that one up. We were talking about a guy that had died in India watching this movie. And <laughs> and then, like, as you heard there, like, uh, apparently, like, uh, they took the guy's body to a hospital, and then the body disappeared, and the car that was taking him disappeared, and no one knows anything more about it. And last time we looked up anything about it, like, there was no resolution to it. It just, it just went away, so... <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't mention it again because there's some mafia Indian mafia hit out on this dude and uh <laughs> we're dooming ourselves. We brought unwanted attention to it now we're fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh once again the kill count for this was six and the gore score was one for this. <laughs> you wouldn't think like a movie this <laughs> Wow, this... it actually Yeah. <laughs> was less go less or yeah, less gore in this than there was in uh, Monster Squad. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there really wasn't. I mean, like, if you go back and watch this movie, there yeah. really was no gore. It's more like supernatural and satanic kind of than it is anything gory or anything like that. Um, and a lot of jump scares and shit, you know, kind of like the calling card of the Conjuring universe of movies, really. But so uh, for the scores, Donnie, which he's not here, so he can't re-rate it, but he rated it three stars. Will, you gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold there. Uh, you know, this is a fun series to kind of go through and watch. Smoke, you gave it three stars. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I'm going to hold there for the three. I enjoyed it for, uh, not obviously not as much as the, the first Conjuring movie, but uh, I think it holds up very well as a sequel. I totally agree with what you said, uh, Smoke. And uh, I gave it a slightly higher score, though. I gave it three and a half, but I'm going to hold. Um, this is definitely like... Not quite as good as the first one, but right below it. I mean, I think it's probably, the, at least in my opinion, it's probably the second best of the series. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I, I think it holds up pretty well. One thing that stands out in my mind is the soundtrack. Too. It has a great soundtrack and a great setting and a great, you know, oh, yeah. just yeah. location. Yeah, I think we played a couple of songs that they played in the movie uh, on that episode. So, uh, yeah, it's got a great soundtrack to it. All right, so uh, we move on to episode 30, which is another, like, milestone episode, you know, even number episode 30. But it was also special because it was our Mother's Day special. So we had all of our wives join us on the show, which, like I said earlier, was kind of our original intention for the Valentine's episode, and it just never happened. So instead, we did it on Mother's Day, and we watched the original Friday the 13th from 1980. I pulled a number of clips from this one because they were all pretty good. This one, we're talking, basically, the only thing you need to set to do to set it up here is if you've seen anything about the movie, the creepy uh, guy that runs the camp, uh, Creepy Steve. So uh, here's what we had to say about that. Since we have a bunch of women on the show, how often does that work? Like when, when somebody's creeping on you, they touch your face and everything's fine. Oh, well, that was a quality Never. I always looked for in a camp director. <laughs> joking. Well, look, it was a different it's, time in 1980, all right? Yeah. It's like he's trying to convince her not to become a lesbian or something. Yeah. Don't, don't go over to the dark <laughs> yeah. side just like, yet. Just give me some girl. more time. You just need a little bit more steam, that's all. <laughs> but I'm surprised that she wasn't immediately turned on to him just because of his cut-off, tight, denim shorts with a belt. You're talking oh, about it. boots, too, right? He had, like, the boots on. Yes, he did. His homemade jorts and his porn stash. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Steve Christie had it going on, ladies. Yeah, he's got the neckerchief. <laughs> Van Damme I mean, neckerchief. He, he was fine. <laughs> So apparently all of our ladies are really into old uh, old neckerchief, jort-wearing, <laughs> creepy Steve from uh, <laughs> from Friday the 13th. I, I really don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> so uh, did, you, did you cut you some shorts off yet, Josh? <laughs> no, yes. Short? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Role play. <laughs> here, I'm, <laughs> all right, I'm going to be playing the part of Steve. Now you stand here and fix this gutter. Here we go. <laughs> uh, hey, Josh, when are you going to jump in and start acting weird? You just finished that gutter. <laughs> you just do your assigned task. Mm. <laughs> All right, so the next one was kind of a funny back and forth where we were talking about uh, when they found a snake in one of the cabins and, and exactly how it would play if you found a snake in your uh, cabin or in your house. So here we go. What the hell else are you supposed to do with a snake? Let it be. No. Nah, nah. I can tell you right now, dear, if there's a snake in our house, it's dead. Well, you, you can do now like you know. Now you know I would not let you kill a snake in this house unless it's poisonous. Why do you think I have a machete? <laughs> to chop things down. And snakes. Like snakes. <laughs> no. Now, I haven't been able to find out whether, you know, what, what, how it would play out if a snake was in my house yet, but I can guarantee you, uh, that fucker is dead. I don't care what she says, if, <laughs> if there's a snake in my house. <laughs> Sorry, PETA. <laughs> I mean, you want a snake? I, I get you a snake. <laughs> what time you need it? <laughs> I can have you a snake by 3 o'clock. <laughs> All right, and so the last clip uh, that I pulled from uh, this, this episode was... Uh, one that's kind of kind of become a little bit of a saying since uh, since this happened, and uh, I think you actually heard the little uh, audio pull from uh, from this clip at the beginning of the episode. Um, I, I'll just uh, no more setup is needed here. I'll play it. 
And then Mrs. <laughs> Voorhees comes out, and this is when she's, Kill her, Mommy! Kill her! <laughs> <laughs> that might have been some amazing acting in 1980. <laughs> but... It really cracked me up a few times. <laughs> well, I mean, I, me how can we how can we make this lady truly fucking nuts? Well, let's have her mimic her dead son. <laughs> I mean, otherwise she's just a cardigan sweater wearing old lady, right? So, I mean, you got to make her nuts. <laughs> yep. Right. Let's see. What are the multiple ways we can make her seem crazy? Oh, well, let's just have her narrate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer mommy. I will say it, it is a fine piece of acting that uh, old Mrs. Voorhees does. <laughs> any any other memory fond memories come up, Will, for this uh, thinking about this episode in that movie? Uh, I guess this is kind of the lead into Sleepaway Camp. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that would make sense if both those movies. <laughs> If Sleepaway Camp was a, a sequel to Friday the Thirteenth, somehow, or or vice versa, however you want to play it, it was a prequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Smoke? Anything stick out about Sleepaway Camp? Plenty sticks out about Sleepaway Camp. Oh, you talking about? Fun. No, there, there's too much that sticks out about Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Do you want me to let y'all two just have a room? Uh... <laughs> That's the end of this episode. Come back next time. Mm. Uh, new no, name for the is, podcast. Yeah, a new name for the podcast? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. It's up to y'all. St- <laughs> sticking it up with Josh and Smoke. Up all night. Oh, and Willie. Sorry. <laughs> More I'll, wolf nards than you can I'll, inc- I'll include you if you want to. <clears throat> That's the new gore score. It's Wolfnard. Oh god, <laughs> that puts a whole new perspective on gore score. I gotta say. <laughs> so obviously, our, our wives aren't here to re-rate it, but uh, <laughs> the, the Wolfnard score goes in twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, unless unless the wolf was uh, what do you call it, neutered or something? Yeah, <laughs> You're gonna half the half Wolfnard. Yeah. I mean, if it's really bad, it just gets a sack, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I give it half a nard. <laughs> like I said, our wives aren't here, so they can't re-rate, but Will, your wife Erin gave it four stars, which I was definitely surprised by that. I smoked your wife Tiana, she gave it three stars, and same with my wife Stacy, she gave it three stars. So, Will, you gave it four stars, so what do you say now? Yeah, I'll hold there. I mean, you know, it, it spawned a franchise. Uh, it's definitely a fun watch. I mean... If uh, if there's somebody that that you know that that might be into, you know, watching like scary movies and they're just starting out, like a, you know, maybe like an early teen, I'd say this is a good one to kind of ease them in. Professor, you gave it also gave it four stars. What do you say? Yeah, I'm holding it to four. It's 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 a classic. You can't. It pretty much helped build the slasher genre. I mean, it wasn't the first, but it is the one that most people would say if you if you you know name two slasher movies, it's usually going to be Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. As Will said, it's, it's you know, on the whole franchise. And it might not even be the most original. It definitely isn't the most original slasher film, but, but it's got something going for it that uh, I can keep, keep coming back to and watching again and again. I can't I can't pick out whether it's Steve or Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That'll keep you coming back for more. Now, now, that Kevin Bacon kill scene is a fucking awesome kill scene. Like, oh, yeah. really went, and that was one of the ones that was trimmed for the R rating originally, and then they got put back in in the uncut 
you know, Blu-ray DVD release. But that, yeah, before before we continue, well, I'll I'll say that I'll say my rating first. Mine was four stars, and I'm gonna hold. But um, I did see where like that uh, that recent like huge uh, Friday the 13th box set just oh, came yeah. out. It's got like every yeah. one of them in it. And I saw something where like the second movie um, has a whole lot more yeah. stuff that apparently they had cut out to kind of uh, soften the blow a little bit. Uh, they put it back in. So that would be really interesting to go back and watch that second one with all that yeah, shit would. added in. I don't know if I want to drop almost $200 on a whole box set. Just yeah, yeah, that's the problem I'm having too with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want that set, but yeah, yeah. I got so many like, like, bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe we'll wait one of, the, one of these days. Maybe one of us can get our hands on it when it's like we can find it for less than 100 bucks somehow. And uh, yeah. <laughs> then we can all just pass around the copy of the second one when we when we get around to that one because it sounds interesting. Yeah, the second one's pretty gory. I mean, it, it, even outside of the fact, just the R-rated version of it is is pretty gory. Will for the original Friday Thirteenth, you gave the kill count of ten, and Smoke, you gave the gore score of five. Honestly, on our scale, you know, when you go back and look on it now, you could probably up that gore score a little bit. Uh, for that one, not that it's especially yeah. gory, but it's probably a little higher than a five. Yeah, yeah, you could probably. Get bump, I mean, I don't know if you want to bump it up on the. I mean, I know we can't bump it up as far as what the, uh, what we said in the podcast on already, but yeah, I could. You could probably still go up to a six on that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, but just for future reference, we were still working the gore score out. That was only the second episode, right? I think they had a gore uh, score. Or third, no, that third, was the third. Maybe. Yeah, so yeah, we were still working out the kinks, but yeah. Probably based on the scale since then, yeah, you'd probably want to go a little higher on that one. But, hey, it is what it is, yeah. you know. Um, and for future yeah. reference, like I said, if you go back and watch it, just kind of keep that in mind. But, once again, another good episode. It was a, it was a long episode because we had our wives on there, so it was a little longer than usual. But it was it was a good episode. So, definitely highly recommend uh, Friday the 13th and that episode. Uh, so, we move on to episode 31. And we continue our uh, uh, adventure through the Conjuring universe of movies. And... We watched Annabelle Creation from 2017. We have a, a, a pretty funny theory, or I should say, I think it was Will that brought up the theory of uh, what he thinks uh, might possibly be going on here with these Annabelle dolls. So here, I'll go ahead and play the clip. And then, uh, you know, uh, Annabelle 15, uh, they go back to the original <laughs> house, and there's like 99 more of these little, <laughs> they got little a POS is sitting down at the bottom. <laughs> we can ride this thing out for another 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> she just keeps like, a... tear it to shreds, and then, then another door opens, and the person just goes, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she just keeps popping up in different areas, because it's like the old Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's racing the hair. I mean, the, uh, the tortoise. Yeah. The tortoise. And then, as it turns hair, out, yeah. there's 45 tortoises at the end, you know? <laughs> it's like that. Shit. All, all his whole family. So I thought that was a pretty interesting theory of uh, what might be going on there, Will. <laughs> you're, you're not seeing a supernatural doll here. It's just somebody fucking with them. <laughs> They've got a hundred dolls and they're just putting them all over the house and just laughing. I think we all have that friend that might actually go out and do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I got a couple friends and a brother that would definitely do that. <laughs> That's sure. the one I was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> just sit there and yuck, yuck, yuck it up as... Uh, you're shitting yourself because you think there's a haunted doll in the house. So for this one, uh, Will, you gave the kill count of five. Uh, Professor, you had the gore score of four on this one, and, which that's probably about right. Once again, this isn't a gory movie. It's more of like kind of in the conjuring vein of things, right? Like not a lot of gore, but it's definitely heavy on the supernatural and the jump scares and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, four. I'd still go with the four. Yeah. Any other 
things pop out about uh, the Annabelle creation episode that you can think of uh, before we get into the the ratings? Uh, no, it's just it's always fun coming. You know, it's gonna kind of even though I keep giving La Llorona shit, <laughs> it's gonna kind of <laughs> suck when we get to the end of the, uh, the Conjuring universe movies. Not that they, they will end. I mean, they'll they'll keep putting some more out there, but we're coming close to the end of what's already been made. So. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed watching those two. Going back and rewatching them in most cases. Uh, well, we've got a couple more and uh, to watch, and then you got uh, mm-hmm. The Conjuring Three, which was supposed to be. We we should have already watched it by now, but um, it got pushed back like all yeah. 2020 movies to next year. So at least it gives us something like next summer. It gives us another, which hopefully everything falls in line where, like we said before, 2021 should kick some ass as far as uh, yeah. movies movies being released. So. I'm looking forward to that. You know, if there's any positive to get out of all this. Will, you gave Annabelle Creation four stars. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm going to hold. It was an interesting movie, you know, kind of a different take, you know, kind of going to the prequel route, you know, like well before any of these, uh, most of these other movies. So, yeah, I think I'll stick there. Professor, you gave it three stars. What do you say now? Yeah, I'm going to hold with a three as well. Uh, Myself, I gave it three and a half stars. You know, I know it's kind of unoriginal, but I'm going to (laughs) hold. I think this is one of the better of the, uh, I think we've watched five of these Conjuring movies so far. It's not quite as good as the first two Conjuring movies, but it's this one, this one I thought was better than the first Annabelle. Yeah. And better than The Nun, which, you know, we'll get to here in a few episodes. I think we all definitely enjoyed it. And uh, go back and listen to this episode and go check out the movie. Go watch all the Conjuring movies, like we said. Episode 32, there's not really much to say about that one. It wasn't necessarily a traditional uh, review episode. The only thing that was kind of interesting about this one was uh, Will was on assignment. He wasn't on, He wasn't with us that episode. It was just uh, myself and Smoke talking about the uh, film ratings and MPAA history. Just, you know, we kind of took a deep dive into how they got from, you know, the beginnings of uh, ratings, rating movies to how it kind of is set up today, you know, from G to PG, PG-13 and R and so on, and NC-17 and even a little bit of X rating we talked about. So uh, if you're interested in kind of like, you know, a little bit of a, a deep look at uh, how that all came to fruition, uh, go back and listen to that one. I think it's a pretty good uh, little uh, movie Movie history episode, if nothing else. Episode 33, we're all back together, and we are watching the horror classic from 1980, The Shining. One, one of the better horror movies probably ever made. Um, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that, right? Nah. Oh, yeah, no, no. It is actually, th- this episode is actually our longest episode to date. I'm talking about from episode one all the way to this current episode, which, I don't know, we keep going. This might be the longest, but <laughs> um, our longest, <laughs> our longest episode to date is one hour and 57 minutes, and that's The Shining. Um, but if any movie deserves that, that amount of time to sit there and talk about things, it's that one. And we took a deep dive behind the scenes, you know, trivia and all kinds of stuff. And we talked about how the uh, there, there's always this myth about uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, staging the moon landing. And uh, we actually had like a little segment where we were talking about uh, our, our own personal horror origins, you know, kind of how we all kind of got into ho- watching horror movies and, uh, some of the first horror movies we ever remember seeing and stuff like that. So it's worth going back and listening to the episode for that. Um, I did fi- <laughs> I did pull one uh, funny clip from there. You know, not that there's a lot of comedy going around when you're talking about The Shining, but <laughs> I thought this one was pretty funny. And we're t- specifically, we're talking about a magazine that Jack Nicholson's character, Jack, uh, ironically, he's sitting there uh, uh, on a couch reading a magazine. So uh, that's the setup. Here's the clip. He's just sitting there leisurely in the hotel lobby reading a fucking copy of Playgirl. <laughs> yeah. 
Once again, pointing out, like I point out, Kubrick didn't do anything accidentally. So what the hell? <laughs> what did that have to do with anything? Who who knows, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe he's just trying to, you know, point out a sign of the times or something. You know, like everybody's kind of open. I guess. I don't know. It, it's really weird. I mean, all the open sexuality of the late seventies. <laughs> So, anybody got any other theories <laughs> on the why Jack is sitting there reading a copy of Playgirl? No, First of all, articles. I forget now. Did he just pick it up from a table, from a lobby table, or did he have it? <laughs> I think. Well, I think that's the setup. Yeah, right. Like, I don't think you see him pick it up off the table, but yeah, there like yeah. It, there is like a little table sitting there with other magazines. So. I'm assuming he just picks it up off the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the real question here is, who the hell put a Playgirl magazine in the hotel lobby? <laughs> <laughs> and why would you read it as you're sitting there eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah. too? Like <laughs> You're sitting there eating like a, a deviled ham sandwich reading Playgirl. Like, <laughs> and then, that, that's your go-to magazine. Well, well uh, Tom Selleck's schlong looks pretty good there. Yeah. Well, I got ten <laughs> minutes to burn. Here we go. Burt Bert Reynolds. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> There's a couple of wolf nards there. <laughs> and once again, another uh, movie that kind of challenges the gore score as far as like uh, yeah. uh, uh, not much gore to this movie. Uh, Professor, you gave it a five um, for this. And honestly, that's probably being a little kind. That's honestly probably bonus points just for the elevator of blood, right? <laughs> It's about the goriest yeah. thing that happens in this. Yeah, the elevator of blood and then uh, the uh, aftermath of the, the, the Grady twins being yeah, axed, yeah. you know. You see that briefly, and then uh, Halloran getting the axe to the chest, and uh, mm. a couple and, other and things. And the, and the, the <laughs> girl in room 2, uh, was it 217, 237? Yeah, yeah, true, the, uh, the, the old dried-up hag. The uh, hag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. That probably bumped it up another point right there. But, uh, but I say that just because the kill count, it's only two. Yeah. Any any other things you know before we get into the ratings that stick out about The Shining or this episode, Will? Just how you know, uh, how interesting. <laughs> just how interesting you know everything that Kubrick does in this movie. You know, like there's so many layers to the movie on top of it just being a good movie. Will you gave this one four and a quarter stars? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna leave it there. I mean, this is you know to me one of the the better movies. You know, it's it's just kind of hard to to, to beat. Kubrick and Jack Nicholson, just just the way everything kind of was laid out in this movie. Smoke, you and I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to hold. What do you say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm holding. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can go much higher than that, honestly. I mean, but uh, if there's any movie that we've done that you could completely justify five stars, this is one of them. So, yeah, uh, what more do you need to say about The Shining? If you haven't seen it, go see it. Just skip. I'll even go out on a limb and say, just skip listening to our episode if you don't feel like it. Just go watch that movie. It is it is fucking awesome. Um, but a great companion to the movie is our episode because we <laughs> we definitely take a deep dive into some stuff that you may or may not have heard about. So uh, either way, go check it out. So we kind of did like a little grindhouse double feature kind of deal here with episode thirty four. We just we just skipped ahead and we went went ahead and watched twenty nineteen's Doctor Sleep, which is the the uh, sequel to The Shining. Since uh, I, Smoke. And I had watched the director's cut, and Will had watched like the normal, you know, th uh, theatrical cut. We decided to kind of make this one kind of the director's cut episode, and we pointed out a lot of the differences between the two. And I will point out that the director's cut is 30 minutes longer than the theatrical cut, so there's a lot left on the cutting room floor uh, that they were able to put back into this movie. What wasn't it like pretty much right at, or give or take, around three hours long? The director's cut smoke. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's not very often you're going to hear us highly recommend a three-hour-plus-long movie, but this is one of them. Smoke, you gave it a gore score of five. Will, the kill count that you came up with, now this was one of those flimsy kill counts where it could have been a little more, could have been a little less, but you said 16. And, you know, if you go back and watch the movie or listen to the episode, you'll figure out why, you know, it's kind of flimsy because you can kind of lose the count. And, you know, unless you're specifically watching it just to do a kill count, you might miss a few, you know, cause there are a few scenes where like a handful go down all at once. I mean, before we go into the ratings, uh, Will, did anything stick out to you about Dr. Sleep that you'd like to mention before we move into it? Uh, there again, like like with this one, like they, they did a ton of homages to The Shining in this one, you know, like with a bunch of background scenes. So it was just, it was fun to watch. Smoke? It was, uh, I saw it in the theater first, I guess, and then then we watched that director's cut. On the on the Blu-ray or 4K, whatever, and also like as we mentioned, that director's cut is well worth it. I think it, you know they put out a lot of times they'll put a director's cut out or an extended cut. It's like okay, what was what was the point of just throwing these extended scenes in there that went nowhere, you know? But for this movie, I think everything that they had cut out was stuff that was worth watching again in the extended cut. It's just you know you might not want to watch it in the theater for three hours, but yeah. <laughs> tougher to go home. It's fine. <laughs> Will, you didn't watch the director's cut. I would definitely recommend you sit down and watching that director's cut. That yeah. being said, you still gave it four stars. So what do you say now? Yeah, I'm gonna hold. Uh, I still enjoy the movie. I mean, Hugh McGregor's good in it. I mean, yeah, it's a good movie. Smoke, you gave it three and a half stars. Uh, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it there for now. I mean, it's again, I, I need to watch it another time or two. I mean. I'm, this might be one I come back to and re-rate after the next, even though it's, you know, this season, it'll be another season down. I might come back to this and rate it differently the next time I watch it. For now, I'm holding with the, holding with the original score there. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to hold. I gave it four stars. I haven't watched, I'm the opposite. I haven't watched the theatrical cut, so I haven't, I have a built-in, uh, <laughs> I have a built-in excuse to at least go watch it one more time just to see the, kind of see the differences for myself and watch the theatrical cut. Once again, we hit another, uh, another milestone episode in episode 35, and we watched another big one. We kind of hit like a stride here where we watched a few big horror movies here and we watched 1975's Jaws. This is another one of those, you know, kind of longer deep dive episodes. No pun intended there, Jaws deep dive. <laughs> I think we said it a number of times when we were doing the episode. Like there was so much behind the scenes information, little tidbits and stuff. You could honestly have, make like a two part four hour omnibus edition. <laughs> of just the behind-the-scenes stuff about this movie. I mean, we gave a lot of information in the time that we did it, but there was a lot of stuff we probably left out and could add in. You know, we also briefly mentioned during this episode, the uh, shortly before this, the passing of Ennio Morricone, he, uh, the great composer. He had passed away not too long before this, so we we talked a little bit about him uh, during this episode. So that was you know a little bit of a somber moment for sure. You know, losing one of the greats. Will you gave the kill count for this one at five, which Kind of seems low if you think about it, but it's probably about right, you know, if you're breaking it down. Smoke, you gave it the gore score. I'm sorry, you gave the gore score a five for this. Once again, that's probably about right. It's not necessarily a, a specifically gory movie. There are definitely moments of gore in this movie, but it's not a really gory, gory movie, you know? Yeah, they're just visceral kind of moments, you know, the the raft. <laughs> yeah. When, when the kid gets taken up on the raft and the geyser of blood and the body and the, the not that this was all that gory, but it was a little bit because it was the decomposed body. When they go, when he goes diving, and it's like a good jump scare in the movie. Yeah, uh, and that one guy getting his leg gnawed off, and it like floats to the bottom of the yeah. seabed there, whatever. So there are moments, but overall, it's not an especially gory. And of course, uh, uh, Quint, you know, like sliding Quint's down glorious the, death, yes. yeah, <laughs> sliding down the shark's throat at the end. Once again, this is one of those ones where we all agreed. All four of, or um, all four of us. So somewhere there's a mysterious fourth member of the crew I forgot about. <laughs> 
<laughs> we 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 let him live in the attic and we fit him feed him nothing but fish heads. <laughs> but all three of us, we gave this a score of four and three quarters. Anybody want to change that, or is that about right? I mean, that that's about as good as it gets, man. I, mean, I don't think we've given a a higher rating across the board as that on anything. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, I don't. You, this definitely isn't one where you go down. I don't see how you could go down, and nah. you know, and, and if you go up, you're only going up to five. So. <laughs> Four and three quarters across the board to say we all hold, right? I mean, this movie changed the way people go to the beach. Yeah. Literally yes, one of the most successful movies of all time. Uh, at the time and adjusted for inflation, no matter how you want to slice it, this movie killed. Uh, no pun intended. So, uh, Jaws, there you have it. So, we moved on to episode 36, and we watched The Nun. Now, this is the last one, the fifth Conjuring movie that we've watched. And this is the last one that we've watched to date. And we had like a, during this episode, we had a little bit of a discussion on uh, the pandemic's effect on, uh, on theaters. And uh, that's still going on to this, to this day, right? I mean, like this was, I think we did this episode back in like July or August or so. And still here at the end of October, it's, it's affecting theaters badly. Like uh, I think Regal Cinemas opened up and then all of a sudden they shut them all back down. AMC theaters are open, but they're, there's there's talk that I've read that like they may go bankrupt by the end of 2020. Uh, a lot of uh, mom and pop, you know, independently owned theaters are hurting pretty bad. So um, unfortunately, that news hasn't gotten any better over the last couple months. So hopefully everything can you know get get a little better and these and these things can survive, man. Because uh, we do not condone the death of movie theaters here on the Spook Show for sure. <laughs> nope, I don't I don't want the last movie I saw in the theater to be New Mutants. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people, let's let's pull it together. <laughs> For smoke's sake, we can't let that be the end of it. <laughs> you know, I saw something recently, just kind of a side note, where like apparently you can rent a movie theater out for like a hundred bucks, something like that. I think AMC or one of them. I think it's AMC. You can pay like as low as like a hundred bucks, and like you and ten people can go in and like you know I, I don't know if it's like your movie of choice or just whatever movies they give you as options, but. Yeah, like you can pay like a hundred bucks, and like you and ten friends can go, can go sit in the theater and can watch. Go a movie. see Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, now, that would be awesome. I would imagine some mom <laughs> that and pop. Would be awesome. Yeah, now I would imagine some mom and pop, you know, theaters might be doing something like that, but I don't think AMC is going to do that. Yeah, now actually, we have one in my hometown that actually uh, has, has been showing during the Halloween season. October, like every Friday, they show a classic horror movie, and then they'll, on Saturday and Sunday they'll show a newer. Something like Beetlejuice or whatever, but uh, they actually rented out, and I haven't checked yet, but I'm have to check into that. Rent out the uh, indie, it's the indie theater slash place where they hold plays and musicals and things like that. That whole topic is kind of a perfect segue to this first clip that I pulled from this episode, where we're uh, talking about uh, the fact that you're not going out to the movie theater, you're staying at home and you're watching movies. So here's the clip. I can pay 10, 15, 20 bucks and rent it and not have to buy popcorn and go out of the house and I can sit right here in the living room in my underwear. You know, like I just hope that it doesn't go away completely can we go back for a second mm-hmm. uh when we're when we're all going through and watching these movies josh are you just dropping trial to to sit there and watch a movie you mean like just taking taking a shit sit, no 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 you said you, you you'd be sitting there in your underwear watching a movie <laughs> like is that just how you watch movies <laughs> yeah even when i go to the theater uh even the theater <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's why I can't go to the theater anymore. It's got nothing to do with the pandemic. <laughs> but why I love the drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> the drive-in will live forever. <laughs> 
so that's how we're going to prop up the industry. Uh, <laughs> the drive-in industry, at least, is uh, I'm just going to have to go pantsless everywhere I go. <laughs> Apparently, I've hurt Regal Cinema's bottom line, and that's why they had to shut them back down again. <laughs> uh, I just don't like pants. I can't get behind it. I watched Risky Business as a kid, and that was it. <laughs> there was another little funny thing that got pointed out here about this movie. There was a trailer for this, the movie The Nun that was released that apparently like you, you couldn't skip it on YouTube and it would scare the shit out of you. Literally. Um, here's the clip. It also didn't, it didn't, it uh, wasn't there a claim that it was giving people gas too. You see that? <laughs> you mean this YouTube, and YouTube, the YouTube apology, trailer? I'm sorry that for, uh, you know, for frightening our viewers or whatever, and also for giving them indigestion, if that was the case, <laughs> what the hell? Like, <laughs> Watch out. She'll give you the farts. <laughs> Just scare the shit right out of you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should have been the tagline for the movie. <laughs> the nun will scare the shit right out of you. <laughs> Followed by our favorite. As did these moviegoers in the uh, yeah? I took a shit right in the seat. <laughs> During the entire entire trailer, all you hear in the background, very subtle, is that stunk. <laughs> Quit shitting. <laughs> Will, you gave the kill count for the nun as 11. And, Professor, you gave the gore score of 4. Once again, like we've said a few times here with these Conjuring movies, they're not necessarily gory. I think what, my favorite thing about the episode is probably the setting, the location where it was shot. Yeah. It's that remote. It gives it, it gives it that gothic feel probably more than any of the other Conjuring movies. Not that they were trying to go for a gothic feel, but this one definitely has it. Yeah, because it was shot like in parts of Romania and like Transylvania and shit, right? So uh, mm -hmm. they definitely know the location for sure. Will, you gave this one two and three quarter stars. Yeah, I probably hold there. I mean, it, it it's definitely not a bad movie. It, you know, it, it probably didn't hold up to the previous Conjuring Universe movies, though. Professor, you said two and a half stars. Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll keep it at two and a half. I was thinking about going down, going down on the nun. I mean, going down on the rating. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nah, well, I'm going to keep it at two and a half. Well, look, if you're into demons, I mean, she's probably one of the hotter ones, I guess you'll see. So, <laughs> I'm going to go to hell when I die. <laughs> I love demon sex. Oh, yeah. My name is Kizix. <laughs> we'll be getting to that here shortly. <laughs> Which is an alt band of Skrillex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, myself, I gave it uh, the same score as uh, Smoke, two and a half stars, and I'm kind of I'm kind of the same. Like I almost wanted to go down a little bit, but like two and a half is probably about right. Like I don't necessarily want to go down to a yeah. two or anything. So I'll I'll just keep it there. Of the five that we've of Conjuring movies that we've watched so far, this is probably honestly my least favorite. Uh, other than maybe that first Annabelle, they're they're fairly comparable to yeah. me. Um, yeah, they're they're but, like fair, fairly entertaining popcorn movies. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with it necessarily. With just it. yeah. <laughs> Not one you're going to plug in and watch like on a whim either, you know. So we move on to episode 37. A much more entertaining episode, at least. I don't know about the movie, but the episode, at least. We travel back in the Wayback Machine to 1975, and we talked The Devil's Reign. This was another one of those deep dive episodes, kind of mostly just at the, at the cast. Like We kind of marveled at the cast because it is a very good cast, like a, a almost like a what-the-hell cast for the time. You know, as far as that, who who all they had in this movie, like William Shatner, Ernest Borgnine, John Travolta makes his future film debut, Tom Skerritt. I mean, a number of other people that you know were had big name value at the time are all in this movie. So it's kind of it's kind of odd for that. 
And it also has its uh, history place in uh, horror history as Michael Myers' mask is based on the cast that they took of William Shatner's head for this movie. So uh, even if this movie gives us nothing more than that, there's the... Uh, the connection to Halloween and, and horror history there with that Michael Myers mask. Yeah, some people some people got that wrong. I, I, there's confusion over that. Some a lot of people will say, "Oh, yeah, it came from Star Trek." You know, it was one of the, the some kind of cast they made of his face during a Star Trek episode or something. But but no, it's this movie that it came from. Yeah, and we even pointed out during the episode that like you can see it. You know, in certain shots that you see like Shatner mm-hmm. with the weird eyes and everything, and the cer- yeah. in certain lighting, you can like, whoa, shit. You know, you can see that it's like, it looks like Michael Myers, you know? <laughs> so uh, this is also where a, a new tradition was born from the professor in this episode uh, was something uh, that he has said pretty much just about every other episode since then. And uh, this, is, this is pretty much one of the first times that he mentions it right here. So here's the clip. Maybe that's the leap you need to take. No, yeah. Right? Could it? Be, I, I could have been out there out getting another drink when that happened. <laughs> No, you weren't. I mean, I swear I watched a movie. I did watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think that's the excuse we should all use when we don't. It doesn't make sense. I was I was smoking or uh, <laughs> taking a piss, and I just left the movie going. <laughs> so now that's like the built-in excuse for like I don't remember that happening. I must have been getting something to drink. <laughs> so, did I miss? Did I miss something? <laughs> oh, did you just show a clip? You just showed a clip, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just played the clip. Oh. Yeah. What were you doing? I was getting a drink. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> I was getting an orange sun kissed. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Sunny D. <laughs> and, of course, the most infamous moment, you know, as far as this episode is concerned, a specific part of the movie that actually spawned a t shirt over on T Public. Uh, you can search All American Spook Show and get that shirt today. Uh, you'll know what it is as soon as you hear this clip. So, here we go. So she's like backing up like the head, the head asshole in charge and Corbus says something to her and then comes across and slaps her and says slap. I watched this two or three times. <laughs> I watched this like two or three times. I went back. I'm like, what the fuck? He just said slap. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think everybody, anybody that's going to slap somebody should say that. For yeah, of course. Slap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Punch>. <laughs> So he he points at her like you motherfucker and then says slap and then slaps her right in the face. Oh, it was glorious. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that is a spook show classic moment right there for sure. Like I said, we made a shirt out of it, and uh, that will be one that is brought back uh, years from now. We'll be in our tenth anniversary, and we'll probably still bring that up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the accidentally funny moments uh, in horror history right there. <laughs> Borg 9 slap. Now, the kill count Will came up with uh, was completely inconclusive. We didn't put a number on it. You said it was basically anywhere from 1 to 100. Cause <laughs> because basically, like, we're not really sure if these people were alive to die. So uh, <laughs> who the fuck knows what the kill count is for this. Uh, <laughs> Smoke, you gave the gore score of 3. Uh which I guess considering you don't really see anything gory as far as people actually dying in this is probably about right. But if uh, you don't like to watch things melt, then I'm sure this this score would be a whole lot higher for you. Yeah, the melting, at least, uh, I mean, the melting, I guess they got away with it being uh, sort of a day glowish, <laughs> not necessarily blood and grew and stuff like that. So, you know, but it's got to be one of the, we talked about this in that episode, it's got to be one of the first body melt movies. Yeah, for sure. It's got to be. I mean, I, I don't recall. That, you know, it wasn't a genre at the time, but it's got to be a, yeah. 
Frodo, <laughs> a Frodo body melt movie. This has got to be one of the ones where, like, the, the people that have made movies, like, what, The Stuff or Street Trash or something like that. Street Trash. Yeah, yeah they, they had to have watched this movie before they came up with their concepts, you know, <laughs> and the way they did the melting and everything because it looks just like it. So, Will, uh, were there any fond memories that you can remember? <laughs> I don't fond might be a, too strong of a word for The Devil's Reign, but was there anything you can remember that sticks out from the Devil's Reign before we give the re-rates? Uh, just the the marvel of the cast and and the melting at the end. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive on both accounts. <laughs> that that's the first time that the word impressive has ever been applied to the Devil's Reign. <laughs> Not just the <laughs> the slap slap. <laughs> I mean, nothing nothing can stand other than the well. I was say I was going to say other than the melting scenes, but no, I think the slap actually stands out heads and tails above. Yeah. Even the melting in the movie. <laughs> uh, beyond that, yeah, the melting effects were really awesome. And uh, I think I gave it a two and three quarter. And uh, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to stick with that on my rating. Will, you gave it two stars and so did I. What do you say? Yeah, I think I want to hold it there. I mean, uh, the, the story definitely isn't the greatest because there is a bunch of plot holes in it. <laughs> that, I was about to say, that's an understatement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why I gave it a two and I'm staying with a two because that story... That movie made no damn sense. Let's be honest. It, it made little to no sense. But, you know, it has its moments. So, and it, it gave us one of the funnier moments on the show. So, if nothing else, uh, thank, thank uh, the Devil's Reign for that. <laughs> thank heaven for the Devil's Reign. Oh, and you know, a coincidence here. Two body melt movies. It gave us two of the two main slogans for the, the podcast now. You know, because Street Trash, we got Junk Hole now. Yeah. <laughs> Devil's Reign, we got Slap. Yeah. So maybe we need to watch the stuff or uh, one of these other similar type of movies to get, see what we can come up with out of those. Speaking of melt movies, we move on to the next one, episode 38, House of Wax from 2005, the kind of what somewhat third remake of the, of the concept at least. Uh, there's not really much to say about this episode. I didn't find any clips as far as like, you know, anything that stuck out to me in this one. Um, although I will say we all rated this one pretty low. And the episode of us talking about it is better than the movie. I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that. Uh, Will, your kill count for House of Wax was six. Professor, you gave the gore score of six and a half. So, Will, you gave this movie one and a quarter star. I firmly stand behind that. <laughs> I stand firm behind my statements. I mean, you know, look, we can only, we can only make the podcast as good as the... Hopefully the movie was, right? In this case, we made it better. Uh, I'm telling you. like <laughs> Our episode is better than the movie. Smoke, you gave this movie one star. I think that was generous. Uh, Boom! I'll stick with the one, I believe. I'll stick with the one. I'm the same. I gave it one and a half stars. I'm holding. Uh, there's no reason to change that. If you feel the need to watch it, I would listen to our episode, then go watch the Vincent Price version. <laughs> if you really want to watch a movie called yes. House of Wax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just uh, let us do the heavy lifting for you. Just listen to our episode and then go watch that. You'll you'll have a better time. Episode 39. Th this was, uh, once again, kind of like, yeah, there are elements of horror, but it's not really a horror. So this kind of falls more in the uh, Never Too Young to Die lane of movies. It's more of a cult classic, obviously, than anything. We went back to 1978 and we talked Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. So obviously, uh, Smoke, you said you, you had a lot of uh, personal history with this one, so that was... A big reason why oh, yeah. we, a big reason why we did this one. I did pull a couple of clips from this because th there were some funny moments in this, and, and I definitely highly recommend watching the movie, and I highly recommend you listening to this episode of the movie because I think they were both the, the episode is very entertaining. This is uh, the the first clip that I pulled was where we were talking about like the street toughs that are. <laughs> I think it's like uh, 
what, what are their names like dirty d and slime and something else like crowbar and i don't know what the hell are these guys <laughs> the, the generic street yeah, thug names I, that might not have been the exact names but it was close enough yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> something like that but uh here's the clip that i pulled uh where we were talking about them although i don't know why they'd pay damn good money to go into an amusement park just to fuck with people right like you know like <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it, it, it's not like this is the carnival, man. Like you got to pay serious cash to go into this damn park. This magic. Yeah, they had season passes. The yeah, <laughs> they had season oh, yeah. passes. The Magic Mountain just to fuck with people. <laughs> this is a really organized group of street toughs. <laughs> and apparently, their parents must have a lot of money to to pay for them to have season passes <laughs> just to go in and. <laughs> to mess with people in a damn expensive ass amusement park we also talked about like the use of like star trek technology and like kind of like they're they got like the same sounds and and stuff from star trek and just like some of the the the, the technology and shit that they use in this in this movie and uh how it doesn't necessarily fit or it's there for no reason at all so uh listen to this one man there there is so much in here that was just straight star trek like the uh like the table that turns around for no reason. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that too. Or you mean you talk about the Abner sits at? Yeah, with the computer monitors. <laughs> yeah, it just spit for absolutely no reason at all. Yeah. Here, here was like some rejected Star Trek stuff. Uh, so we'll, we'll just slide this in here. Now the concert shall begin. <laughs> this is the and real I main event. Later on, you know, like he puts, you know, they're sitting in jail and he, he turns. Oh, yeah. so that, oh, you can watch them on these monitors, you know, from like 60 feet across the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's Damn. like a three-inch monitor. <laughs> that was pretty good, too, that like that whole thing where like he's got them in the in like the little jail cell and uh, he, he's holding them hostage or whatever. And then they have to use their mind powers. <laughs> to get the, uh, the, the the shit, the, the box to float back over so they can get their powers back. <laughs> yeah, they Meanwhile, they just <laughs> used supernatural powers to get their powers back. <laughs> Will, you gave the kill count of zero to one because there's really only one person that may or may not die, and that's the, the main villain in this movie, Abner Devereaux. And we had a debate as to whether this guy actually is dead or not. Like, is he dead or is he just in, like, a coma? But it's still a mystery as w as to what the hell happens to this guy, right? <laughs> he's perfectly fine, then all of a sudden they go to him and turn the chair around, and he's, like, he's gray-headed, and, he, and he's either in a coma or dead. So <laughs> nobody knows what the hell happened to Abner Devereaux. Or during the rest of this movie. <laughs> It's about as explainable well, it was, as... It, it was a Hanna-Barbera movie, and they went... The original ending was they, like, unmasked, unmasked Devereaux, and he's like, oh, my God, Mr. Sullivan. Yeah. You know, it was the... Uh, the <laughs> it was Crowbar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Dirty D. <laughs> the whole time. Um, then I would have got away with it if it wasn't for that damn band. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the Harlem Globetrotter. <laughs> here's Mama Cass. <laughs> Smoke, you gave it a gore score of zero, so this is a first in the history of the gore score that it literally didn't uh, rate at all. There's nothing gory whatsoever in this movie. So, obviously, this was kind of, it, this was not kind of, I mean, it was a movie that was made for kids, so it's 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 entirely, uh, it entirely leans that way, and that's that was its intent, and it delivers. So, uh, in that regard, it, you know, it just kind of is what it is. Will, you gave it one star. <laughs> you you want to you wanna jack that up to a five? right now right nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah man there was just 
there was there was a lot of randomness in this movie where hey uh, th- th- this might seem cool how does it fit in the story oh it doesn't <laughs> okay <laughs> story <laughs> professor you gave it three stars obviously this is uh more yeah. for sentimental reasons than anything I saw it when it first aired on uh i think nbc halloween season it was uh, whatever saturday before that i think it was october 28th of 1978 and this is the movie that basically got me, along with my cousin, who was about seven years older than me, had Kiss posters all over his wall and would listen to Kiss and had the Kiss cards and all that stuff. But this movie, even more so, made me a huge fan of Kiss at the age of, I think I was five years old when I saw this, or just about to turn five. Immediately, I had, like, begged my parents for a, to buy a Kiss record, which I think ended up being uh, Love Gun, if I'm not mistaken. That was the first Kiss album I had to talk them into buying for me. <laughs> Oh, yes. Mom, Dad, uh, please, buy me Love Gun. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. It's his Kiss album. Oh, okay. What's it about, son? It's about his penis. <laughs> it's got a pop gun in it, you know? <laughs> All right. It came with a paper pop gun. All right, here's a dollar. Go get it. And then after that, it was just, you know, from there to heavy metal and everything. So really, this I got this movie to thank for getting me into hard rock and Kiss and the hard rock into later on in the metal. It was a gateway drug, you might <laughs> Then your mom leans over to your dad's like, Ward, I'm a little worried about the beaver. <laughs> I'll take care of that later. <laughs> so, three stars. You going to stay with that, up or down? Yeah, I'll stick with that. I've seen this movie countless times, and I don't give it three stars based on it being a good movie or anything. <laughs> of course not. Um, it's based on it being a very good, bad movie. Based on those same reasons, I gave it two and a quarter stars. I mean, just for kind of what it is, you know, I, 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 I am a Kiss fan, so, you know, there's that. So, it has its own little... Uh, weirdo pocket of uh you know fandom there for that for those reasons and uh you know it was entertaining and uh i think i'll stick with uh two and a quarter i mean i could if anything i would lower it but you know i'll stick with that just because it it made some, it made for some funny moments and uh as a movie it makes no sense and it's not very good but you know, <laughs> nostalgia and everything yeah. being as it is you know i'll, I'll stick with that um so and another milestone episode comes up episode 40 we we entered the month of October. Now, you know, all this month we've actually put out an episode a week, and this week we actually had two episodes. But this started at, at back at the beginning of the month. We watched All Hallows' Eve from 2013. Now, this was the debut of Art the Clown, a character which is kind of like a modern-day kind of iconish character, you know, among the horror circles. Will, you came up with a kill count of six. Smoke, you gave it a gore score of eight, which is probably one of the higher. I mean, I, I don't remember yeah, all the scores up to this point. That's the highest up to that point. Yeah, up to sure. this point, yeah, I think it might be the highest uh, that we've talked about here. Will, you gave this movie two and a quarter stars. Uh, I think I'm probably going to hold. I mean, this this was uh, an odd movie because it was a collection of movies, and the middle one just doesn't fit at all to the to the other two. It doesn't fit, but I think it's growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that middle part? <laughs> the middle, The middle episode, yeah. <laughs> smoke you gave it two and three quarter stars so what do you say now oh uh, yeah i'm gonna i hold i'm gonna hold there that's the i guess that's the second time i've seen it now and uh, yeah like will was saying that that middle episode definitely doesn't fit it, it does have a certain amount of charm and it's in a way you know just the, the way the alien looks and everything but yeah i'm gonna hold with a two and three quarter myself i gave it two and a half stars i'm gonna hold but uh man if that middle section had been a little better i would have gave i probably might have gave this three stars maybe you know but that that mm-hmm. that part drags it down so much and it just <laughs> it doesn't fit at all um and, and if you go back and listen to the episode and watch this movie you'll you'll understand what we're talking about it sticks out like a sore thumb for episode 41 uh it was another episode where we kind of went off uh went off our, our usual bit for uh for a week 
And instead of talking about a specific movie, we each gave our own uh, top five list of horror remakes. So uh, we won't get into that too much. Just go back and listen to the episode because uh, we kind of one by one reveal, you know, from five to one, what our top five horror remakes are. So uh, if you if that interests you at all, you know, top five lists and stuff like that. And it was a pretty good, interesting conversation about it. Um, go check out episode 41. It was just from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but then right after that was another milestone episode, episode 42. We talked about 1986 is Trick or Treat, not Trick or Treat or any of the other ones that we always joke about, like these uh, movies. Trickity Treatity. <laughs> trick de Treat de. <laughs> Movies with similar titles. This one is Trick or Treat from 1986. The, the one that uh, is notorious for like basically having Ozzy and Gene Simmons on the cover but they're not really in it that much. But it's a milestone episode because it's one that we've talked about a few times about, you know, how this is a favorite movie of ours in a way, you know, and we need to get around to it. So we finally got around to it. Not only for that, but just for the fact that this is the first time we actually got an interview uh, from someone that was in the movie on the show. The the small part that Ozzy has in the movie, he, he plays like a reverend who's being interviewed by a TV personality. That TV personality in the movie is a character named Marv McCain who has played by Charlotte, North Carolina area, kind of local legend, weatherman, radio broadcaster, Larry Sprinkle. And uh, we all know Larry because we've worked with him for years. So we had an opportunity to sit down with him and talk about the movie, which was a pretty cool uh, perspective to get from someone that was you know, actually in the movie, um, which we've never been able to do here on the show. So if for no other reason, you know, that, that episode will be historic. So one day when we're talking to all the horror legends, we can point back and say, well, the first uh, legend that we ever got to talk to was Larry Sprinkle. So <laughs> um, there's that little aspect of this episode. But I definitely recommend you going and, you know, like I have with all the episodes, obviously, but this one's pretty cool. Um, go back and listen to that one. And it's in like the first like 30 minutes or so of the episode. I don't remember exactly what the time code was. If you just want to go listen to the interview, um, but, you know, listen to the whole episode. Go check out the movie Trick or Treat, too, because it's, it's definitely pretty awesome. Um, Will, you gave a kill count of 14. Um, and I think that one was kind of flimsy, too. Like, I think you said it was either 14 or 15 based on whether you count the death of Sammy Kerr twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, Professor, you gave the gore score a four. Because, once again, this is one of those ones where it's not a gory movie. A lot of people, like we said, die in the movie. But, like, they all, like, get zapped away with electricity. You know, like, there's no, like... No one gets blown <laughs> apart and body parts are flying everywhere or anything. Yeah, hell, I think the goriest kill. Well, I mean, it wasn't even. It wasn't. A, it, she didn't get killed. I think, but was the girl in the car with the headphones? I can't think of her name right now. But the the girlfriend of the jock guy. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of her name. Uh, yeah, that one. Who had the headphones on there and the possessed tape, and she like pulls the he pulls the headphones off of her, and it's like melted to her ears. That might be the goriest. <laughs> no, no, no. I got you on that one. Uh, Large Marge. When she got pulled through the TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's more like, you know, if you just don't like your bacon burnt, you know, that's that would probably offend you. For this one, Will, you gave it three and a quarter stars. Yeah, I'm still going to sit there. I mean, th- this movie definitely surprised me. It was the first time I'd seen it. So, yeah, I definitely recommend, you know, if you haven't seen it, definitely going back and watching that. Smoke, you gave it four stars. No, no, there's no change there. This is a, another one of those personal favorites of mine. I mean, if it's... <laughs> I mean, a, a running theme here is like if it's got heavy metal and, and horror, it's going to be up my alley pretty much. I saw it on video when it first came out, and I've seen it countless times since then. Hell, it either gets better or it's, or it's just just as good each time I watch it. Sticking with the with the four stars. I gave it three and a half stars, and I'm I'm going to hold on that obviously. But uh, 
This one's memorable for a number of reasons. The soundtrack is pretty pretty hardcore 1986, man. Like, <laughs> and it's an it's infectious too, man. Like you, you listen to a couple of those oh, tunes, yeah, like yeah. they get stuck in your head, man. Like when I was putting these that episode together and I was listening to those songs, dude. Like I was probably singing them for two or three days after that. Like it just it just got stuck in there. I couldn't get it out. You have to go listen to something else to get it out. But uh, Fastway did a great job on the soundtrack in this movie, too. So Yeah, that's something I wanted to say about that, too. I just As I mentioned before, we started recording this episode earlier that I, I just listened to this one again while I was at work today. And as soon as you know, you had our intro or whatever, then right out of the intro was, I can't remember which song exactly right now, pretty much any song off the soundtrack is going to get stuck in your head and is, you know, you'll remember it once you see the movie. But, but yeah, as soon as that song came on, it's like instant nostalgia. And yeah. I, I cranked it up, just cranked up the podcast at that instant just to... To blast the music out across the the workspace, there. <laughs> <laughs> and then three... and also this this soundtrack. If you didn't if you didn't have the movie to go with it, Fastway is, is a good enough band. You know they're a great band. But if you didn't if you just heard this outside the context of the movie or never seen the movie, it would be catchy. But I, I just don't think it would it would resonate as much. Like yeah. it, it resonates more from it being in this movie and tied to the movie for me than if it were just a Fastway album that would you know didn't have anything to do with the movie yeah i mean it, it's a great soundtrack uh go seek that out and like i'm pretty sure i looked at, and i think the whole soundtrack is on spotify you know a lot of people just stream shit now so like if you, yeah it is yeah you go on spotify you can listen to it you know if you just don't care to uh do any if find it any other way um and i'm sure it's available on youtube and other areas but yeah go check it out it's a pretty good one and uh we highly recommend the uh the episode and the movie of course so go check both those out and, of course, uh, the last movie that we talked about literally this week, uh, episode 43, Terrifier, from 2016. Will, you said the kill count for this one was 10, which, once again, sounds kind of low, you know, for this movie. <laughs> Seems like there would have been a higher body count, but that's probably about right. And I think, once again, that was kind of like if you count uh, Art the Clown or something, right, because, uh, because of the ending of that movie. You don't really right. know, you know, how you should count that either once or twice or whatever. But Smoke, you gave the gore score. This is our highest gore score to count, and it literally sets the bar. Uh, you gave it a ten. Yep, it's uh, it's up there, and it's it's got one uh, money shot, you might say, <laughs> is the uh, split down the middle. The girl split down the middle. That's uh, you know, that doesn't that that doesn't bump the whole thing up to a ten. But that scene alone, even if it just had that scene in it would probably be up there around a seven or eight just with that <laughs> at eight probably just with that yeah in. i'd say but so, there's yeah. more you know yeah. but wait there's more <laughs> <laughs> but wait you want some more <laughs> sick shit here you go you want to see a clown dress up in a body uh a skin suit <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a body suit but a literal <laughs> suit of bodies <laughs> <laughs> there's some uh hardcore fuckery afoot in this movie uh yeah it is. It is. It was obviously made for hardcore, like horror fans that love splatter. You know. Yeah. It was made for. It was like a loving homage to grindhouse films of the past, but for modern horror fans who want the most extreme thing they can find out there. I mean, not that it's the most extreme thing, but but it's pretty damn close. And I'm I'm sure we'll get to some uh, movies that are just as gory, if not gorier, eventually. But mm. man, this one's oh, pretty yeah. high up on the. Uh on the scale for what we have watched in, in our previous 43 episodes. Will, you gave it two and three quarter stars. Smoke, you gave it three and a quarter stars. And I gave it three stars. So I think, obviously, we just watched it earlier this week. I mean, I don't think anybody's coming off of that, right? I mean, I think we're all sticking. Yeah. yeah. So I guess uh, that brings us 
to today. That's current. What would you rate this episode, uh, Will? <laughs> Perfect five. <laughs> so, next episode, we're going to be watching something a little different. It, it leans more comedy, you know, but it, it's still horror and thriller. It is called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon from 2006. I'll read the IMDb synopsis. The next great psycho horror slasher has given a documentary crew exclusive access to his life as he plans his reign of terror over the sleepy town of Glen Echo. Uh, this is one I haven't seen. I would imagine, Will, you haven't seen it, right? No. Uh, Smoke, have you seen this? Uh, yeah, I've seen it a couple of, couple of times, at least twice so, so far. I haven't watched it yet for this, this time around, but it'll be the third time when I watch it. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I mean, just the little bit I've read about it, it sounds like it's... Uh, Sounds pretty interesting. So that'll be what's up in uh, episode 45 of the Spook Show. And we, we begin our third year of existence. What more can be said, guys? I mean, like, I think, I think we've covered it all. We've covered the last, the last year probably more than we should. It's been great uh, another year with you guys. And, I, and I, I, I enjoy the hell out of doing this with y'all. Here's to uh, 10 more years at least, right? Oh, yeah. Here, here. <laughs> hell, hell. <laughs> I'll wrap it up by saying this. 2020 has sucked for just about everybody, but... I think 2020 honestly was a pretty good year for the Spook Show, ironically. So yeah, uh, yeah, so, um, it's a strong year for. It. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know we're gonna finish out the year strong here. We got we got a handful of episodes coming from here. To, you know January 1st, and then here's the hoping that everyone's 2021 is better, and uh, we're, we hope to uh, expand the empire even more. As uh, and hopefully our third anniversary episode next year, we'll be talking about all the crazy cool shit that we got to do. So I guess for Will and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh as always. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we will see you next time for Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.